Talk Live. It's your show. You can dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Coming up here later tonight, uh, Sam, I am from the Obscure Truth Network will be joining us. He is out right now at a city council meeting here in Keene, New Hampshire, where the city council is getting ready to do something that you might see happen more often all across the country. They're getting ready to steal some homes from people. Mm-hmm. And we'll tell you more about that coming up here a Sometimes little bit Sometimes we have to take people's homes. Sorry. Right, right, exactly. But in the meantime, we go to uh, a special guest that we have uh, with us tonight. His name is Steer Beer, uh, Steve <laughs> Steve Beerfeld. Uh, he's the Director of Development for the Campaign for Liberty. And Steve, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Are you there, sir? Yes, sir. Good to be with you. Hey, good to have you here, Steve. Now, uh, the reason we've got you on the show tonight is because a little something happened, uh, went down, if you will, at an airport, I believe it was in Missouri, involving you and the TSA asking a whole lot of questions. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was in town for the Campaign for Liberty's uh, St. Louis Regional Conference this past weekend, uh, and I was stopped at the uh, security checkpoint. A TSA officer uh, said I uh, was suspicious. He asked me why I was carrying uh, what he deemed a large amount of cash. Uh, coincidentally, I also had Ron Paul bumper stickers and Campaign for Liberty literature, uh, both of which were mentioned in uh, the MIAC report, which you may have covered, which yep. labeled as uh, Campaign for Liberty supporters as potential terrorists. Yeah, I've heard you, Ron Paul, people are terrorists out there in Missouri. <laughs> Now, here's my question. Well, according to the government, I mean. Yeah. So, uh, did you not realize that this was going to happen? I mean, just just curious. Have you ever brought money through an airport before? Was this your first time transporting a few thousand dollars through an airport? No, I mean, I've brought money before. Um, I'm not sure if this has been the most I've brought through. I am aware that the, the government does have regulations. I think their number is 10,000 or more that you have to declare you can't bring through. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I assumed anything less than that was therefore lawful. I guess I assumed incorrectly. Well, you assumed that the government wasn't arbitrary and didn't do, uh, you know, d- didn't have people that were, uh, you know, power hungry and do whatever the hell they want. Well, as you ended up finding out in the interrogation, it wasn't necessarily that it's unlawful to carry that amount of money. It's just that they decided they wanted to harass you about it, and uh, they, in fact, you'd asked them several times, and I've got the audio clip here from the Freedom Watch show over at Fox News, but uh, they they asked you, you asked them several times, am I legally required to answer your questions? And never once did they say yes. Right. I had actually, uh, interestingly enough, I was able to record it. I had a phone or an application on my iPhone. I just hit record. I got the whole thing on tape. And I kind of knew what they were doing. Some of them were trying to kind of ask me just questions. Hey, you know, just, just answer the question. You don't need to know the law. Just answer the question. You know, they kept rephrasing the questions. You don't need to know the law. Just answer the question. I actually have and the I clip here. Them, Go ahead. Yeah, go play and play it. My response to them continually was, sir, uh, I've broken no law. Am I legally required to answer that question? Please advise me as to my rights. Now, I'm they surprised. They refused to do that, or they just didn't know the law. Right, they I'm, didn't. I'm Who the surpri- hell could know the law? Well, I, but I'm surprised that they didn't just bluff you and say, yes, you're legally required to answer the question. <laughs> right. I, like, well, it, at one point, uh, one of the officers, I actually got him on tape, Officer Shelton, He said, I asked him, sir, am I legally required? And he said, yes. My response was, yes, am I really? I'm required to tell him where I lived and where I worked. And his response was, oh, 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 okay, well, no, he's asking (laughs) you about money. 
<laughs> he tried to bluff me. I, I called his bluff, and it didn't work for him. Yeah. So I'm going to play this clip. I'll put you on hold while we do that here for a moment, and we'll play this. This is courtesy of the Freedom Watch show, which is the Fox News, well, sort of foxnews.com program that looks like they just throw together in the in the bathroom or something like well, that. Well, you know, I, I'm glad that they've got it out there. And, and anytime we can get Judge yeah. Neapolitano on the airwaves, I'm good, I'm good with that. All right, so here we go. What do you do for a living? Is that relevant, sir? Yes, it is. Uh, am I legally required to tell you that? Well, I'll tell you what. Go kick the plate. Right. You may not be legally required to tell me that, but you will be legally required to tell the police officer who wants to talk to you. Okay. I'm just trying to ask some questions to figure out what all this is about so I can get you on your plane. But you won't play smart, and I'm not going to play your game. Whoa. How much money is it? He goes from good cop to bad cop in about three seconds there. He's just trying to help you out, but then uh, starts cursing at you. Hmm. I don't know the exact amount, sir. The, the card says about $4,700. Forty-seven hundred dollars. Yes, sir. What do you have? I asked her if I'm required by law to answer the question. That's my. I'm just asking you why you have forty-seven dollars. That's my question. I don't understand. You want to talk to DEA about it? If they can tell me if I'm required to answer the law and question, I'll answer the question. That's I'm just asking. Wouldn't for a simple question. I just want to know why you have forty-seven dollars. That's not an unusual thing. I care if I need fifty bucks. He refuses to answer any questions. He don't. He don't want to answer. So we don't have to take him down to the station and let let DEA, FBI, and all the people talk to him. Every one of them. So we can do that. How old are you? What's your deal, sir? I'm twenty-five. You answered that question, didn't you? That's all. I'm putting uh, pausing for a moment here. Bring Steve back now. I mean, haven't listened to a portion of this. And by the way, the uh, the actual audio length is like 25 minutes long. The guys over at uh, at Fox News obviously did a good job of cutting up the the, the low lights, if you will. And so I, I didn't have time to make my own version. They did a good enough job. Uh, but but listening to all of this, uh, clearly they're teaming up on you. This uh, apparently happened in a windowless office. They took you away from the concourse. They brought you into some sort of security office. How many officers are there surrounding you at this point? Point, at one, any one point, there were up to six officers. Wow. Uh, in addition to the TSA guy, there's there's five other officers, a couple of them a little bigger than I am, and they're all carrying guns. Uh, later on, they, they start cursing at me. They threaten to you know handcuff me. They ask me if I need to talk to DEA. Uh, this is in an office with you know, a locked door with no windows. No one else knows what's going on. And my response was, okay, maybe they think I'm, I'm a bad guy. Maybe they think I work for Campaign for Liberty or Ron Paul. Uh, maybe I should be careful with my my answers and not give them anything. Uh, you know, any any lawyer you talk to knows that you never say anything to the police that will self-incriminate you, especially if you're innocent. If you're innocent, you follow the law, and that's what's going to help you. Anything you say can and probably will be used against you. And I think you had a great tactic here, and that is that you are asking them questions. And it's something that we've found uh, in, in our observations of various different police encounters, whether it be the Border Patrol harassing people uh, inside the country or whether it be the average cop pulling somebody over. Uh, as we were talking with uh, another activist up here in New Hampshire last night, he who asks the questions is the one in charge of the conversation. And so for every question they shot at you, you shot back a, a fairly legitimate and I would say mainstream kind of question, and that is, well, you know, I'd be happy to answer your questions, officer, as long as you uh, will tell me that it's uh, a legal requirement upon me. And they, would, they wouldn't right, do absolutely. that. Absolutely. And if and they do say it's a legal requirement, okay, show me how I became obligated to that. And I'd be happy to answer right, your I'm questions. I'm asking them simple questions. Sir, am I required by law to answer? And the response I either got was, I don't have to tell you that. 
or they just repackage the question and ask it again. Right. I guess trying to you know it's, see if they can trick me. Or you know what? Let's let's take the FBI or the DA DA down to this. Let's handcuff you. You know, then you'll answer our questions when you, you think you're going to go away for a while. Right. Right. Because and, we have uh, some. I, oops. Go ahead. So I, I don't have a, a huge knowledge of the law, but I have a little bit. And when he starts talking about the FBI and the DEA, and you know, he's using scare tactics. Yep. And he didn't scare me. I mean, I know a little bit about the law, and he didn't scare me. That's good that you weren't intimidated. Did you feel like there was a chance they might throw you in a gulag and you'd never be seen again? Well, again, there were there's six guys in there, you know, all carrying, most of them carrying guns. There's, there's no windows. There's no doors. They're asking, hey, do you need to be handcuffed? And at one point in the video, they do escort me out. I ask them, sir, am I being detained? And they say, yes, you are being detained. You are coming with us. Yes. And I say, okay. And then they escort me out. And then about 10 yards down the line, the senior officer, who I thought was FBI, he was plainclothes. I was told there'd be an FBI agent there. He calls them all back. He says, what are you guys doing? And then we were, we were in and out in about a minute. He says, you're free to go. These are you know campaign contributions. And the checks are made out to campaign for liberty. You have no drugs on you. You have no weapons. You're, you're not a threat. You know, Go to your plane. Maybe he saw there was a potential lawsuit in the works, and he said, we got to nip this in the bud. Yeah, you know, I think that might be – I think you might be right about that in your speculation that obviously you are a hard target for them. You are not somebody – I want to come back and talk to you more. I know you've got a little bit more time for it, so hang on. More with Steve here. Uh, he was a hard target, right? He was standing up for his rights. He was uh, he was not bowing down to their questioning, and they saw that, and they said, okay, maybe we shouldn't mess with this one. Let's just put this fish back out in the water and, and let him go. Uh, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, whereas somebody who didn't know their rights or they didn't know much about freedom might have just rolled right over, and they might have had their thousands taken from them. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Dot com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's PrivacyHarbor.com. We continue here. We're going to talk some more to Steve Bierfeld. He's the Director of Development over at the Campaign for Liberty, but not specifically discussing the Campaign for Liberty, though we'll probably touch on that here in a little bit. We're talking more about what happened to Steve as he was traveling in the uh, the airports of uh, of America, specifically in a Missouri airport, I believe it was St. Louis, uh, where he was harassed by the TSA because he was carrying about $4,000 in cash, and I guess he had some checks with him as well. And again, he works for the Campaign for Liberty. So they started pushing him around, and uh, I mean, not physically, but verbally uh, trying to mess with him and uh, and play the bad cop, the good cop, and try to get him to answer Find their out questions. what all this money is about. Right. They wanted him to answer their questions, and Steve was very cautious. He uh, was not answering most of their questions. He gave them some basic info, like whatever they could glean from his driver's license, he gave them that information. But, uh, but pretty much everything else, he was asking some real good questions back in return to the questions they were asking him, including Questions like, you know, am I free to go? Uh, questions like, uh, you know, am I required legally to answer your questions? 
and they never said they really never said yes. Apparently, one guy said yes briefly, but then he basically took it back uh, when when Steve pressed him on it. And so, I'm going to continue with this audio here. We're going to bring Steve back to continue the discussion. This is audio from Freedom Watch over at FoxNews.com. Uh, They're playing the. Uh, this is what Steve recorded secretly on his iPhone as the encounter was happening. My driver's okay. license. So, I mean, I can count that money. I can find out how much it is. It's right in front of me. Uh, you know. I don't know why you have that much money. That's why I want to know. And he started this out there when I was trying to get everything cleared so he could make his flight. And I said, okay, we'll go in here. He started playing this game again. I said, I'm done with it. That's right. Steve's the one playing the game, see? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, an American uh, asking a, about the law, my dear God, to a law enforcement officer. Right. I mean, what kind of hubris does this young man have? He should just bend over and kiss our butts here at the TSA. So... I'm not. I've been completely cooperative, sir. I'm not playing any games. Yeah, I'm simply asking you. Refusing to ask. I'm not refusing. If you have nothing to hide, then you can just tell us what it's for. I mean, it's simply, it's just simple. They're going to. You're going to have to have proof of why you have that much money anyway for the DEA. I understand, sir. If I'm required by law, I'll be happy to answer your questions. I don't understand the law. Are you from this planet? I mean, do you, do you understand the question when I'm asking you? This? You know, you're like, in a what? police state, son. For God's sake, answer the damn question. Can't you just answer the question? Am I required by law to answer what? See, man, you, you, you act like a child. You act like a child. I don't understand the law. You act like a child. You act like a child. You're acting like a bully, lady. Right. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if that was a lady. Uh, yeah, I believe so. You're you, you're acting like a child for asking simple questions, for trying to understand what it is that you're being presented with, to understand the demands that these people are making, I think it's fully reasonable for anybody who's an adult to say, I'm sorry, I don't understand your laws. How could you possibly expect me to uh, to, to answer these questions when I don't even understand what your system means? Do you understand your system? Who could? There are so many laws, you couldn't possibly read them in three lifetimes. These people don't know the law. Steve doesn't know the law. Nobody knows the law because the law is far too large and ponderous. So as a result, what you have are people that are tasked with enforcing a law that they don't know. So they just fall back on strong arm tactics and, uh, you know, quizzing people like it's, you know, the back room of a a police station in the 1910. Put a put a light in his eyes and uh, finding out, uh, you know, what's going on. We're back with Steve Bierfeld, the director of development for the Campaign for Liberty. Steve, uh, further thoughts after hearing more of that audio clip and uh, bringing back whatever memories and thoughts it did. Yeah, and while the officer that, that mentions, you know, you're acting like a child, uh, quickly after that, he I said to him, no, sir, I don't understand the law. And his response was, you know, we're going to make you understand the law. And at that point, he asked me, I'm pretty sure you have the audio, if I needed to be handcuffed or if I would go quietly as they were taking me to the FBI office or the police right. station. And I asked them again, sir, am I being detained or am I free to go? And they kind of gave me a wishy-washy answer. And I said, sir, you know, am I being detained? Am I physically being taken? And the one officer who asked me if I was from this planet, he says, yes, you're being taken, you're being detained, whatever you want to call it, we're making you go. Are you going to go quietly? And at that point, I said, I probably shouldn't cause a scene with five other officers with loaded guns. I'll go quietly. So and, the TSA uh, you know, had maybe guns? Something later will come up with it. D- TSA had guns? Off, the only one was the TSA. The first uh. guy who took me in was TSA. Every other person was law enforcement officer with a badge. Uh, or a gun, or a plainclothes officer. So, isn't that yeah, like what happened? TSA, they all had guns. Isn't that like what happened with you, Mark, when they uh, when they came up to you and surrounded you with the with the drug dog at the airport? Yeah, uh, Steve it did a lot cops? better than I did, quite honestly. Um, you know, I mean, I. I just, 
I, I, I've got the feeling of what happened when I listened to, to, to me when I listened to his story, but I wish that I had conducted myself as well as this young man did. He did very good, well and, uh, you know, kept asking them, you know, well, what about the law? Am I being detained? You know, he did all these kind of things. I accidentally gave them my driver's license when I didn't have to give them my driver's license and all kinds of stuff. Looking back on this, uh, Steve, and, and one of the reasons I really enjoy uh, analyzing this kind of stuff uh, is because I think it helps the people that are out there listening who are hoping they never get into a situation like this, but in the event that they actually end up doing so, and it seems to be happening more and more prevalently as the police state uh, continues to be on the rise in this country, uh, to, to give them some sort of basis to understand how they're going to be approached by these government guys and how to best handle the situation. What would you say, looking back on this, would you do anything differently than you, than you did? Oh, man, if, if anything, maybe I, I wouldn't have given him as much as I did. Ah. Uh, I kind of went back and forth. Should I stay completely silent or should I ask them questions? And the fact that I had a voice recorder going that I knew it was working, I figured, okay, let me ask them questions. If something comes of it, if I get drugged into this back room mm-hmm. and something bad happens, at least I have record of it. Uh, you know, for people who are supporters of liberty, especially, we see the police state growing and growing. It is vastly important that people make themselves aware of the law. So if and when they get in these situations, they can ask the officers or the TSA, uh, sir, am I required by law? Please advise me to my rights. And, you know, get a, get a voice recorder. You know, buy one at Walmart or, you know, download it from, uh, from the Internet. It, the one I got was free. Just coincidentally, I downloaded the day before just for the heck of it. Wow. And I'm pretty, pretty darn glad I have it now. Now, Steve, what what gave you the idea to be so uppity with these uh, fine law enforcement officers? I mean, what gave you the the um, you know where where'd you get this idea that these uh, TSA people were here to do anything but help? Well, again, that's you know, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. You right, know, right. That line. Uh, there is a great video online. It's basically called "Why You Should Not Talk to the Police." It's uh, it's made by a law professor, I think from Virginia Beach, and he covers about eight or ten different points why, especially if you're innocent why you should never talk to the police. And he goes through court cases, he goes through situations where what you have said, even if it's true, um, or even slightly false, can be used against you. For example, if Mm -hmm. I were to tell the officer I thought there was $4,700 in that envelope of cash, and it turns out there's $47 and one, you know, or a few pennies or a few extra dollars, in a court of law, he could say, well, he lied to me. Mm. And um, then, there, so you, then you've got a lying to a federal agent word. charge or something like that. Steve, do you mind yeah. hanging through for another uh, little bit so we can keep talking yeah, to you? absolutely. All right, more here with Steve Bierfeld. He is the Director of Development for the Campaign for Liberty. We're talking about him being harassed by the TSA and standing up for himself and doing a darn fine job of it. More on the way. You take control. Bring up whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it, everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including archives. If you missed a moment of the show, click and download 
They're yours free right there on the front page of the website. Going back for an entire year, free for you at freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create your will or a living trust, even register a trademark, empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com. Excuse excuse me. uh, Use code FTL to save $10 off of your order. All right. As we continue here with our special guest, Steve Bierfeld, he is the director of development for the Campaign for Liberty and was harassed at St. Louis airport recently by the TSA and about four or five cops that were uh, just basically attempting to intimidate him into bowing down to their so-called authority and answering all of their questions, which Steve refused to do. He uh, stood up for himself. He asked uh, asked them back when they were asking him questions. He said, well, what's what legal requirement do I have to answer your questions? And they couldn't answer that. And he said, well, I don't understand. I just don't understand your laws. I just want to understand what, what I'm dealing with here. And he certainly didn't want to answer their questions incorrectly and then get charged with lying to a federal agent. And uh, I, think so what, I think what he did right there is asking them, hey, could you show me the law, rather than saying, look, there's no law that says that I have to answer your questions about this stuff, because then you just get into a, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, then you're arguing. Uh-huh. If you yeah, argue, uh, argument, right, when yeah. you argue with a bureaucrat, you will lose, because they'll just say, well, that's your interpretation, screw you. But it's much better to ask questions, and that's what he was doing. And Steve is back with us. Steve uh, Bierfeld with us from the Campaign for Liberty. So uh, have we pretty much covered all the aspects of this? I mean, you stood up for yourself. They ended up letting you go after realizing they were probably messing with somebody that knew his rights. Is that pretty much how you feel about it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it went went a little farther than you know, maybe I'd hoped for. Hopefully I was just in and out and, you know, get on my plane. As they were leading me down the the hallway to what they said was either the FBI office or the police station, uh, my thought was kind of, gee, I wonder if I'm really going to the police station. Um, they'd already, you know, offered to handcuff me, which was so nice of them. And then the one uh, senior officer called them back, like I mentioned, and he said, "Hold on a second. And we were done in about a minute. Uh, after that, I'm not sure if you have audio of it. The, the one guy said, you know, the one senior officer said, "Hey, you're free to go." And the original TSA guy, the first guy who had accosted me and brought me into this little room, said, hold on, I'm not comfortable. I need to be sure that you're not a threat before I let you through my checkpoint. Right. And it was the my checkpoint part that really struck me. Uh, and it kind of personifies the whole encounter, the whole situation, is this guy you know, won't let me through his checkpoint. Yeah. He owns it. He's the boss. He's the guy with the badge. And it turned out he just asked you know, his supervisor, and his guy, supervisor said, "Well, yeah, of course. I mean, the FBI overrules us." Uh, but he was such a, you know, on a power trip, and he couldn't right. couldn't even look me in the eye when we left. And I thanked him. I said, "Thank you for your time, sir, and appreciate your patience." And then I was on my way. Hmm. So, do you think it, uh, this? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but this Missouri uh, thing that the, you know, terrorist list thing that they had, had it's been retracted, by the way. Or the oh, that, it has been retracted, but I mean, at the time, it was still relatively fresh. And bureaucrats aren't always in the same loop that w- that we are. They may yeah. not have uh, have heard that. And the uh, the ADL has uh, you know several extremist groups, groups including tax protesters. Um, you know, they, they're listing them as terrorists. I'm just wondering if if you think that had anything to do with it. You know, I don't know motivations. I can't. I can't tell if each, you know, what each officer was thinking. I only know that what I was thinking was that this, you know, memo had been sent out to a thousand law enforcement officers all throughout the state of Missouri, and said very clearly, "Watch out for people who identify themselves and are mentioned by name with Campaign for Liberty or with Ron Paul." And it even mentions Ron Paul bumper stickers in the memo. And I'm carrying a bunch of Ron Paul bumper stickers 
with me through this, this uh, airport. So I don't know why they stopped me. Maybe it was just for the cash. Maybe it was the cash and something else that looked suspicious. Uh, but I was very careful not to give them something or tell them something when I already know they may think of me uh, as a militia member or as a potential threat. Let's talk a little bit about, and change gears slightly here, and talk a little bit about the uh, the Campaign for Liberty. It's an organization that was launched after Ron Paul's presidential campaign, kind of rolling all of the, you know, the emails and the, the contributions they had left over into this new organization. At least that's a, how I understood the genesis of the project. The campaign, uh, the Ron Paul campaign was, was dynamic, well-funded. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do something with that? It seems to be getting, I mean, having been somebody who's been observing it uh, from, a, from, you know, I'm on the email list, so I get the emails that you I'll send out. Uh, it seems to finally be getting uh, some some more legs, I think, than it originally had. Maybe right out of the gate, uh, I've seen people like Anthony Gregory from LouRockwell.com sign on board, and he's behind the scenes now. We just met him recently up here in New Hampshire at the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Uh, you guys put together a convention uh, last year. You just did another one this year. What are some of the things that you've got going on there at the uh, the Campaign for Liberty that people that are uh, interested in freedom might find uh, intriguing? It, it is taking off and it is growing legs. Uh, I think we have over 130,000 members by last count. It's roughly that number. And uh, our biggest focus right now is probably the audit the Fed bill. Uh, this bill uh, you know, proposed by uh, Dr. Paul, Congressman Ron Paul. And I think we're over 50 co-sponsors by my last check. So it's really taking off wow. legs. That's and about, that bill that's like, basically said <laughs> that's like 50 times the, uh, the, the the support that Ron Paul normally gets in the House. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, we're, we're taking off, and uh, freedom is popular. And the liberty message, especially now when people of, of both major parties see uh, you know, their freedoms being taken away, no matter how they voted in November. And organizations like the Campaign for Liberty uh, are now looking to promote liberty and promote the Constitution, promote sound money, you know, the free market, personal liberties and responsibilities, uh, and it's an important message that really needs to get out there. Have you heard of the Free State Project, Steve? Yes, sir. Very familiar with it. The, uh, the Free State Project also uh, actually sponsored um, our event in St. Louis this past weekend. Oh, great. So, so they, they were do, there uh, they with a great job. They were there with brochures and things like that, doing some outreach to oh, the, the attendees? Good to know. So have you signed up yet? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know if I can opt to drive there. I won't be able to fly there probably now. Why is that? You don't think that he's on the list now? Actually, I don't know if if there's audio of this, uh, so you'll have to take my word for it, but the officer Shelton, when he originally ran my license, it came back as no priors, no warrants, valid license, and he uh, responded to the person on the other end, you know, make the necessary notifications. Oh, that's um, so good. we can only imagine what that means. That seems a little so ominous. Maybe may well, uh, taking me a little longer through airport security from now on. You know, I maybe, but uh, probably not. I was uh, had an incident. It's been probably been a little over a year now, where I was surrounded by nine law enforcement officers and a dog. Um, and uh, I, I guess the dog's actually a law enforcement officer t- uh, t- uh, too. But if you count legs, then you're up to eleven. Um, the and and. They took my driver's license. They got all the information they could possibly get on me. Uh, let's not forget that I've got a prior felony conviction. I've never had any problems since then. Okay, well, here's the hoping. Yep. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I, the reason I ask about the Free State Project is because uh, it seems to me that you're an outstanding activist. I mean, not only are you involved with uh, with an organization as one of the uh, the leadership, but you're also uh, somebody who is willing to stand up for his rights. And I think that's the that's the quality of activists that the the Free State Project is attracting. If you haven't taken a serious look at it, I hope that you'd consider that, Steve. 
Yeah, they do a great job. Like I said, they were at our, our St. Louis conference. I hope they attend more. Uh, we attended their events uh, just a couple months back, and I'm definitely a fan. So do you think the uh, the Campaign for Liberty is going to be able to push this in the Fed, uh, you know, law th- or, you know, this bill through? You know, like you said, uh, you know, 50 co-sponsors is usually 49 more yes. than Congressman Paul gets for a lot of his legislation. It's true. Uh, but he's sticking by his principles. And if nothing else, you know, Congressman Paul sticks to what he believes, and it's, it's what the Founding Fathers believed. And we're past 50. And, you know, maybe next week we'll be at 60, and then at 70. Uh, there, is, uh, there is a movement going through this country that people want the end of, of government abuse, and they want especially when it comes to their economic freedoms and their economic liberties. So, you know, we're, we're favorable and we're hopeful that more people are going to sign yeah. on. What, what, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, too. I really would like, you know, I think the Fed's the biggest, uh, th- you know, impediment to liberty that we have in this country. However, um, you know, what my concern is is that uh, just some Republicans out there are getting a little more principled because they've all been kicked out of office, and now they want to get on board with uh, some guy like Ron Paul who's got a lot of momentum and, like, nothing will happen. Well, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, well... Welcome to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Hey, Steve, thank you for coming thank on you, the show. Steve. Really appreciate your time today, Good job, sir. by the way. Yeah, great job standing up for yourself. And uh, CampaignForLiberty.org is the website. Thank you, sir. CampaignForLiberty.com. That, oh, guys. dot com. Drat. All right, more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And just stepping in on microphone three... It's Sam and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, they probably sell it at amazon.freetalklive.com, including used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, again, amazon.freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, that whatever you want. Let's talk to Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Frank. And to Steve, that was uh, the right thing to do. But I'm going to play the devil's ad- advocate for a second. Sure. And I think the reason that they could do that goes back to Patriot Act 1. When you say that, you mean harass a guy in an harass, airport right, over the, cash? The government officials. Yeah. Uh, goes back to Title 3 of the Patriot Act, the anti-money laundering to prevent terrorism, where they specify, uh, let me see, the phrasing is very interested, interesting. They state that uh, the forfeiture of assets, of assets of those suspected of doing money laundering without really defining money laundering. But the big word is those suspected of doing. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, too, Patriot Act 1 and 2, none of that, that they were to expire, but with the Military Commissions Act that was enacted in February of 2006, all the provisions still hold true under the law. So the point that you made, I think, I think the supervisor might have been smart, because if this were brought, let's say, to a federal court, uh, there's a good chance that a lot of that would have been struck down with regarding the violation of, of your Bill of Rights. And what's interesting about it is, by just letting it slide by, those laws are still on the books. They can still legally uh, hassle the people, and they have those acts to fall back upon, Patriot Act 1 and 2 and the uh, Military Commissions Act of 2006. So in a sense, they can demand your identity, uh, but the point is, you know, under your Bill of Rights, you know, that's, uh, 
uh, sort of up for, you know, uh, interpretation. But I think you were very wise doing what you did, and I'm sure in the real world they were hassling you, you know, with your political activities as an activist. And uh, That's probably it. But then again, yeah. cash is very attractive to these bureaucrats, so it's but one of the other. There's also another part regarding, in the Patriot Act and the Homeland Security Act, regarding uh, protecting the borders. And since really our borders, for the most part, are unprotected, they can justify any airport is sort of, if they're international flights coming and going, even if it's, let's say, to the Bahamas or something, that that constitutes border security. And with those provisions of those very, really illegal acts that Congress passed without reading at the height of the 9-11 hysteria, mm-hmm. uh, since they're still on the books, they remain in effect unless there's a major challenge that goes to the Supreme Court and they can strike those down. And most and people don't want to challenge this that stuff. Could take, I think there's several in the works, but it'll take probably 10 or 15 years. Yep. And by that time, they... how many other people's rights have been uh, violated? Right. Thank you, Frank, oh, for the call tonight. Always good hearing from you. I, what Frank was, was making a good point there, but I think it's more than about just money laundering. This is really about controlling the populations. Think well, about that's it. the excuse. Well, money but, laundering. That's what they, you know, they'll just throw that out there. If you're not, it's about keeping people tied into the dollar and into the system. Because if you're not using the banks, then you, what choice do you have but to carry this kind of cash mm-hmm. around on a pretty regular occasions when you need to go buy things? Uh, uh, that's what I, I think it's really about. You can't move your money across the country without doing it through the banks or running the risk of the police stealing it. Absolutely. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. We continue with James in Kentucky. James, you're on Free Talk Live. James, How Kentucky. How you Hey. Y'all Jamie. doing all right? What's happening, dude? Oh, I'll tell you what. This economy's going down the drain. I'll tell you what, man. How about it? It's, I tell you, all I hear is about is more stimulus packages. They're doing more of them, huh? Yeah. They do anything to stimulate things down there where you are? No. In Kentucky? No. Is that your grandma? The background? Hold on. Who is that back there? Get home, take your bath. <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, be quiet. Hey, <laughs> you got that one down. <laughs> here, I'm back. You yelling at grandma to go take her bath? What's going on there? No, I'm my, my niece. Oh, it's your niece. Okay. Yeah, she talked on here before. Now, wait, did grandma, did she pass away? I'm sorry if I brought... Yeah, I, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to bring that I up. I don't have no more grandma. I didn't mean to pour mm. salt in a wound or anything like that. Way to go, Ian. So oh, you're still okay. living down in uh, Kentucky? Are you still working at the Dollar General, or what's going on with you? I'm, I'm still looking for a job. You're still, you're unemployed? Yeah, When's, I can't even draw unemployment, don't have one. When's the last time you had a job? Oh, about uh, three years ago. Now, why hard working guy like you, I, I just can't imagine. How can that be, Jamie? Now, come on. Now, how hard can it be to find a job out there? I know, understand well, that people are saying... if you want to work at McDonald's, I guess you can. So there are jobs. So you admit, then, Who that you... Who wants to flip a hamburger? Well, okay, then. If you can stay at, uh, stay at your, your house and not have to work, then you might as well stay and not I, work. I worked at Burger King. Who's paying the power bill for you, Jamie? Well, I'm I'm living here for rent-free right now. How's that happening? Well, I just uh, I persuade them. Persuading who? Uh, my family. Your fam- so is it your yeah, family's they, house? Yeah, they're good old souls. Who's, whose house are you living in? Uh, my dad's. So living at dad's house, he's letting yeah. you live there free. He's well, I, did, I, did, I did live on my own for a while now. Are you doing any housework just to kind of, you know, do something for dad? Or are you well, just we had a big ice mooch? storm down here. I'm picking up sticks and uh, watching kids and doing exactly. housework, yeah. Sounds like a good life, man. Uh, Who's, so is Dad paying for the grocery bill too? I mean, you've just got it made, don't you? No, I'm drawing food stamps. 
You're on food, so you're you're getting dad's money and you're getting the tax. Well, he's probably dollar. helping out with food at the house too, yeah. by buying the food. You know, with the food stamps. Well, thank you, Mr. Obama, for the help me out on the food stamps. There. So, how does it feel to be a welfare queen? Have you ever been a welfare queen before? No, I never seen a welfare queen. Yeah, you're taking welfare. You're on food stamps. I'm not a queen, though. I know <laughs> what them are. Now, wait. What's the difference between a, a welfare recipient and a welfare queen, anyways? Is it gender. Is it, welfare is it gender? Uh, recipient is uh, the one that wants the money. And the queens just don't really. That's not how I understand the definition. I don't, know. I don't know about that one, Jimmy. Hey, uh, good luck uh, out there in Kentucky land. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. You know, Jeremy's one in ten Americans right now that are uh, on food stamps. Jamie. That's Jamie. Oh, yeah. Is it one Jamie. in ten? One in ten. I Nation just saw the number today, yeah. That's tremendous. That is tremendous. Now, somebody was talking to me recently about the New Hampshire food stamp system. I think there's a separate program here in New Hampshire. I'm not positive, but... Anyway, they were telling me that they got these food stamps, and it was like $200 worth of food stamps, and you can use them for whatever you want. So he went out and he bought some lobster. That's what <laughs> nice. they do. That's what people who are on food stamps, a lot of them, they, they do. They'll go buy some steak, some, uh, some lobster, really expensive in, food. In Texas, it's a prepaid debit card. You don't use it any differently than uh, your regular credit card. Really? So you just are you telling whatever me you, you can, want. You can buy cigarettes with it? Uh, Liquor, a beer? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, there's got to be. A, there's, there, there are restrictions in that it would have to be run at a grocery store or something like that. Grocery stores have beer. I don't know I about Texas. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm a little. <laughs> been I, on I, I suspect stamps. that. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that this is an abuse that they they couldn't see coming. Oh my God! If we just gave people you know regular money on the food stamps, they might use it to to buy beer. Well, what, now, you're kidding. Minute. How hard would it be to uh, to finagle some beer out of it anyway? I mean, you could just Not go hard. buy yourself a filet mignon, sell it well, to somebody for you it, know. It's been it's ble- half the, price. Well, no, there's in it all the time. There's no reason to do that. In some of the inner cities, uh, the grocery store managers would be in on the racket. Yep. The poor people would come in, sell their um, food stamps for like fifty cents on the dollar. The grocery store really? guy would turn around and sell them for 75 cents. Or actually, they would sell them to drug dealers for crack. They'd get a quarter on the dollar. Yeah. Those guys would turn around and sell them for 50 or 75 cents to the grocery store manager, and he'd turn them in and make wow. a quarter. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a great scam. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jeremy. Speaking of Jeremy, he's there <laughs> in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. You guys had me rolling. <laughs> your mind, that was funny. But, uh... Yeah, I think if uh, just real quick on that, what you guys are talking about, if they uh, cut food stamps, people might actually uh, start getting out and growing gardens or going hunting or something. Yeah, Crap, they'd have to go to know? work too. Well, you know, it's, right. it, it's the it's the motivation. The fact is, sure, okay. Let's say that a certain amount of people need the charity of free food. I'm I'm with that. I don't have a problem with that, and I'm sure that charities could handle that. However, um, there's a certain amount of people out there that just say, "Yeah, all I got to do is fill out this government paperwork, and I'll have free food for a while, and then I won't have to work as hard." Well, and, from what I understand, you can buy uh, seeds with food stamps, but I wonder how many seeds are selling versus. Yeah, right. Uh, chocolate uh-huh. milk or whatever. Yeah, yep. absolutely. What else is on but, uh, your tonight, Jeremy? Yeah, um, I'm wondering about this new currency. It looks like they're going to shove down our throats. Uh, I mean, I want to be able to do things peacefully, and I know I've asked you guys this question before. I mean, at what point do we just start saying, hell no, we won't go? Um, as soon as possible. I, I think that people should say no now before things get worse. I thank you for the call tonight. We can expand uh, expound upon that here in moments. 800-259-9231.
saying no. It's an important step for Americans to take, but most of them are too scared. More on the way. You take control. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Are you tired of feeling like you can't keep up with, let alone fight, the never-ending increases in government power? How do we, in one step, eliminate all these abuses and prevent them from returning again? The answer is simple. We must control the money. If it weren't for the Federal Reserve System and the so-called income tax, our government could have never become what it is today. Elite financier Rothschild arrogantly admitted, Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. That statement says it all. If others control the money, we cannot limit government growth or power. Under our current monetary system, we are slaves to the financial elite. Take the time to learn how this corrupt system works. Purchase a copy of Dishonest Money today. Learn the system, fight it, and abolish the one scam that funds all the rest. Dishonest Money. Available at Amazon or DishonestMoney.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We're going to continue with your phone calls in a moment, but just to, uh, to address in a little more detail what Jeremy and Montana had brought up, uh, talking about all of the depredations of the state, the tyranny that is uh, constantly on the rise in this country, and asking the question, isn't it time for people to say, hell no, we won't go? And I say, yes, absolutely it is. It is absolutely time for people to say to various different governments, state, federal, local, preferably the federal one, though, because we'd rather throw, the, throw them off before we throw off the other two, uh, but to whomever, uh, say no. Try saying no. Even if it's just here and there, even if it's just on the on a, the tiniest of issues, try saying no, I'm not going to do that. I don't care what your rules say. I didn't agree to them. They are not my rules. They're your rules. And just try saying no. It's, it's not suggesting violence. It's not su- suggesting anything like that. And I don't know if that's what Jeremy was getting at when he said that. I understand there are a lot of people that want to do saber-rattling out there, but I'm telling you that's not going to solve any of these problems. It's not going to change what's happening except for the worse. It'll make it uh, right. make the government retaliate with more violence. The and people that are in the government, um, you know, they, they, it's their job, essentially. The government has the monopoly privilege on the use of violence. That's their billowack. They understand violence pretty well. And they, you know, obviously if they hear saber rattling, they feel threatened. So they feel sure. justified in using violence against people who threaten violence. Whereas you, you take a very large psychic toll on the bureaucrats. Now, I'm not saying and that there's not plenty of them out there that have psyches that are made of steel and they you know the the, the toll won't uh, you know affect them but i think that even for those people it does take some effect if you say look i'm never going to be violent i just refuse thank you no thank you my answer to your request is no thank you yeah i exactly. like that you know, I, I don't think it's that the bureaucrats themselves feel threatened, but their system feels threatened. And to them, this is the only way that society can run. And without them in charge, the, there'd be violence in the streets and people shooting each other and right. the Wild West and whatever else they've dreamed up. So to them, it's really a matter of maintaining control and just saying no in this, even the smallest way possible will put you on a 
completely different path in your life, and it, it's a it's a really fun adventure. Yeah, every time somebody brings up Wild West, I must say that uh, wasn't according, so wild. according to the uh, the figures <laughs> that we read on the air, uh, actually Baltimore twenty six times as dangerous as the Wild West was, according to figures that we've read on the air. So no, hey, if you want dangerous, we got that, and it's a heck of a lot more dangerous than the Wild West was. All right, so we continue with your phone calls. You can bring up whatever you want. Dave in Texas, you're on Free, uh, free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave, Texas, going once. Dave in Texas, going twice. Dave's not there. We will try Chris in Indiana. Chris, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello. Hey, Chris, you're on the air. Hey, uh, I was calling about autism. Okay. Uh, I saw a, um, I was watching the news today, and they were doing kind of the, the autism awareness deal, you know, that you hear about all the time. And uh, they said one thing that, that kind of got me, uh, well, let's say got me thinking, uh, kind of made me realize something. Um, they said it was one in every 94 boys ends up with autism. And I'm, uh, I'm one of these people who think that there are way too many people on earth, like just way too many people, and that either God or, you know, for your atheist nature um, does something about it, usually, you know, like the plague or cancer, AIDS, stuff like that. And uh, the autism, uh, of course, you know, they're, they're, always, they're always constantly looking for a cure for things. But um, I just think that uh, autism is kind of like the, the next plague, and it's sort of, it's sort of social Chris? because uh, you, it's, it's basically people having children. Now, Chris, too many um, people have, having Chris, too many children. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Have you been to a th- uh, foreign country before? Yes. Which one? Uh, Japan, China, the Middle East, so Australia. When you were in the China and the Middle East, and I'm looking at more third world places, poor places. Did you yeah. did you notice that people had a lot of uh, infirmities there? Uh, you know, they were walking around with missing bits of them, and you know, obvious, uh, you know, like goiters coming out of their neck and things like that. Did you notice that? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, my experience is when I've gone to third world countries, the people have a lot more physical, obvious ailments, and I think that that was uh, that was probably true in um, you know the times that humans have been on Earth, even when there were fewer uh, people around. That you know, in fact, people didn't have as good a medicine, and you know, just things have changed. So now. You'll you'll see some diseases come up, and you'll some infirmities become more obvious. I, th- I think that uh, perhaps, you know, uh, some of the more fringe cases of autism didn't get uh, diagnosed. And, you know, I don't know that necessarily autism's going up, but maybe the diagnosis of aut- autism's going up. Well, I think that it's. Um, I, I I think that it actually has gone up. Um, just I don't know. I mean, I don't you know, like I don't I don't do any research on it yeah. or anything like that, but. It's it it really does seem to be as it's going. I mean, one in ninety four is yep. is a lot. Okay, you know, times that times the population. And it's just, it's possible that your um, your opinion that autism is going up is wrapped around your opinion that there are too many people on the planet, and that it it confirms it's a confirmation bias, right? So you're biased, and so you've got a confirmation there for yourself. Um, what kind of evidence do you have, in fact, that seven billion people is uh, far more than the Earth can handle? Well, well, He's got a feeling, I, uh, Mark. I mean, I, I just, I, it's, I, I do believe it's a, a social thing with human beings that people weren't really meant to live in cities the, the way that they are. 
Well, okay. That, 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 now you have two different things, right? Now, now there's, um, you know, maybe cities should be smaller and uh, more structured. Like you could go around and you know move people out of New York and put them in uh, cities of you know fifty thousand or something like that. But there's, have, have, if you've driven across this nation and you said you're pretty well traveled. Oh, it's huge. It's gigantic. I, yeah, yeah. And that's but just the thing is this that one. When you look can't. at the map, look at a globe. You look at America and you see how much land is in it. It's tremendous and then oh, I know. there's so you know you look at uh, you know <laughs> central asia and places like that just if you just like look India. at the tropical zones you know there's plenty there's plenty of room for for human beings to live and once we are able to export our uh you know our farming techniques then we could go you know we, we could actually cultivate far bigger areas the uh, ukraine in fact has is is even more fertile than the uh, the plains uh, in america and the ukrainian women <laughs> Very nice, but and so you could. I mean, you could actually. America feeds the world now. Imagine what would happen when we start cultivating the Ukraine. Well, I, I, I mean, it's, it's, the Earth is only so big, and the population has just, ex, well, not exploded, but in a short period of time. I mean, sure, but none it, of that it really has. None of that is it, it, it is at all accurate. If the Earth could hold fifty billion people and it's at seven, it wouldn't matter how much the population has exploded in the last hundred years. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think that. I, I mean, obviously, it's it's. How many I just, people I can think the Earth? That it's it's a small thing. I mean, one one in ninety four isn't necessarily, you know, one and two every two. You know, I mean, that's right. a. It's one ninety four still, but what I'm saying is you're, you're using autism to correlate how many people are on the planet, and those are well, uh, those those are non corollaries. Okay, well, <laughs> you, as try as you might, you can't link autism to how many people are on the planet. So I'd like to talk to you about how many people are on the planet, since that seems to be the root of it for you. Have you looked at oh, okay. the the science of how many people are um, the planets can support? Have you looked at that? Well, um, I believe that the there's Are you enough, a scientist? I believe food, you know, there's enough food for more. Um, there's plenty enough room, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's room, covered in snow and ice, and it's quite barren. Um, but, I mean, I there, well, like, uh, one thing that I did think about was AIDS and how AIDS is, is more recent to human beings, and w- what it aimed at was basically sex. It's reproduction, and I'm, I'm sure that the fear of AIDS has kept at least one person from having sex at least one time. You know, you know what you know, I'm confused well about here? I mean, I've, just been absor- I've just been <laughs> absorbing all of this. And, and Chris, I'd like to hold on to you here because I find this very interesting, and I, I'm still not quite sure where it is you're going. Uh, and that's what I'd like to find out. I mean, Mark, you've asked him questions like, well, have you looked at the science? And he comes back with, I believe this. And, and AIDS uh, is uh, killing us. And, it, you know, it's great to have. But AIDS po- is going away. I mean, you know, it only seems to be a problem in uh, Asia, you know, Southeast Asia and, uh, you know, uh, Africa, Africa now. It's great that you have a belief system, Chris, but is it actually backed up by any information? Uh, I want to find out if God's doing this. Now. More on the way. We'll talk with Chris in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both 
free for you at listen.freetalklive.com, plus even a webcam version, listen.freetalklive.com. Go to freetalklive.com and find the Adult Friend Finder banner. It's the world's largest adult social networking site and sex personals, over 19 million members. Let them help you find that sexy someone to hook up with tonight. Adult Friend Finder. See their banner at freetalklive.com. 800-259-9231. We go back to Chris in Indiana. Now, Chris, you were telling us before, and, and let me see if I've got this straight. You're telling us before that you believe that the world is too crowded, that there are too many people in the world. You believe that, uh, therefore, the uh, you know God or the universe or nature or whatever is going to uh, to take it back down, take the world's population back down, and you believe that one of those ways is through autism. Am I correct so far? Uh, yeah. All right. I, it's, well, I don't I don't believe that the world is overpopulated right now, but no. It's, 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 the population's growing <clears throat> and it's getting, I mean, it'll eventually get to where. How close are we? A, a real big problem. How close are we? Uh, I would say probably maybe, I don't know, like 30%. 30%. I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I think when you get to like 50 or 60%, then you start to have like so real maybe problems. We got five, like ten years, you think? Chris? No, I'm thinking more like 100 a hundred years. Okay. Yeah, so then I'm thinking like a hundred about a hundred years from now that stuff will really start to really start to be kind of a problem. And I think that, that autism is just one of those ways of trying to well, I mean I obviously I just you know, I mean I'm I've nothing to back this hey, up Chris, other than my own opinion. What if the doctors are able to, to knock out some of these diseases and uh people start living longer lives and so forth and we reach that point of overpopulation in, in your Strange little world. <laughs> what, what do we do then? Well, uh, humans have always had a way of killing each other. We call it war. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that that would be a, a big. That'll be a big problem. Um, okay. So you want to start wars to to wipe out the population and get it right back down to the numbers that you think are acceptable? No, I don't want to start wars to get the population down, but it's it's kind of an, an, an inevitability because just large groups of people fighting over small. Oh no no no! It's not large groups of people fighting over small areas. It's it's governments fighting over areas. Well, <laughs> I mean, believe me, I'm I'm not a government person Chris, whatsoever. But I was in prison for nine years, and I knew a murderer. And he was very very smart, and yeah. that murderer was uh, you know he he convinced me on this uh, zero population thing, and he had this little saying is. I've already done my part. I've killed somebody. <laughs> my question is, if you think that the world's... Uh, and that sounds pretty sick, doesn't it? All right. My question is, if you think the world's over, overpopulated, when are you going to do something about it? Well, I don't have any children. You're so going to kill your children? I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of one. Why you not know? take yourself out? Have you have you gotten a vasectomy? Well, I, I, I am going to take myself out after probably 90 years. I'll probably be dead. And Have you gotten a vasectomy? Taking yourself out. Have you gotten a vasectomy? Because mistakes can happen. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have a vasectomy, and you, yes, I understand mistakes can happen. And are you swearing you know, I, I'm not women entirely? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. This doesn't sound like he's willing to do very much, Mark. Yeah, yeah I don't know about I'm, this. You're, you're, no, you're no, I'm not, here. I'm not, you're I'm not spreading autism. I'm not saying that AIDS is good or anything like that. It's basically just. <laughs> Kind of food for thought. No, you're just not. Well, no, wait, wait. I'm going to defend Chris here. He's just making an observation. He's not saying he's right. willing to There's do no anything. There's no corollary right. between his observation. He's not his saying... observation is completely unfounded in science and barely attached to reason. 
Yes. Right, well, but autism it, does exist. No, autism, autism exists. <laughs> However, and, and, you know, <laughs> you know causation and correlation, my friend. No, it no autism is there because of, you know, a certain amount of genes get mixed up together, and that's all. And I've given you s- some very good explanations as to why. I mean, autism's already, uh, you know, uh, it, it's defined in a many fringes of the uh of, of the sort of uh Okay, re- mental retardations sphere. So some, some would disagree with you, Mark. Some would suggest that uh, autistic kids are just different from uh, from other people. Right. I, I'm not. I, I I'm just trying to come up with the best yeah. terminology so I can I get across what I'm trying to say. Is there's plenty of people who are now considered autistic that would have might have been considered slow before hey. or uh, you know different or whatever. Hey, Chris. Um, would the Earth have supported the populations that we have today with the technology of the Dark Ages? So take it back. That's a great question. If we if we have all of the the however many how many trillion billion people are on the earth, ten uh, between six and seven. If we had seven seven billion people. And why is that? Uh, just because of transportation. Um, transportation. What else? Maybe medical mm-hmm. advances, farming advances, technology advances. All of these advances allow people to be more densely populated. Allow water delivery. Allow food delivery production. Concrete. Concrete allows us to build up. So steel. These what you're talking about with the population getting bigger on the earth is an opportunity for the market to step in, solve the problem, find better ways to purify water, better ways to conserve our natural resources. And uh, you know, I I don't see any validity to your argument. There's no there's no need to worry about this stuff, Chris. No, it's not going to happen within my lifetime. I truly don't believe it. But I'm a a big advocate of space. Uh, being the way out, basically. And now space. I'm not saying go to a the different planet frontier. or anything like that. I'm saying like Great. solar panels in space, uh, crops in space, harnessing that kind of power. I think Very that's what well Sam's, be, yeah. Sam's saying is, in fact, um, you know, when when we need it, and the, the you know synergy will come together, and and man's technology will be ready to jump in and say, okay, let's have some underwater cities, let's have some cities out in on the moon or in space or whatever it is that that it takes. I don't think. You're gonna see this this apocalyptic overpopulation um, no. thing ever happen, and a lot of and and you well, know I've, I think I've spent a lot of time thinking of about this. Things like cancer and AIDS and you know autism and just all of the all of these. If you add up all of the, the ailments and stuff like that, that's what. And I mean, at some is, point, science the, has done a very good job of of dealing with AIDS. At but some you know, point, they, genetics is going to unlock the secrets to disease, to and diseases. they will be wiped out. We were wiped out by diseases before. Have you have you seen anybody with dengue fever, yellow fever? Have you seen anybody with tuberculosis? Not in the Western world. I mean, you know, these things just aren't killing people here in our communities any longer. But at one point, the bubonic plague wiped out a third of Europe. I mean, we're right. we're handling these diseases as they come up. We conquer them. The diseases morph. We get more new diseases. We but conquer Mark, them. And each time we live longer and longer, Chris. Right? <laughs> I know. I, I'm, it, it is, it, it, there's no correlation between what you're talking about and uh, science. And I'm, I'm sorry, this zero population thing, which I've spent a lot of time I, thinking about, is just I don't it's, know it's anything not about there. Zero population, zero population uh, growth means that the world is, has its, uh, you know, is all we can handle as far as humans and diseases are wiping us out as a result. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very similar to what you're think, saying. I don't think we're there yet, and I don't think we'll ever be there yet because of... 
Then why There's are you so one. why are you so concerned? Why, why are you calling the phone about call? it if you don't I'm think not, I'm to get there? I'm not really concerned. Like I said, it's basically just food for thought. It's something that came to me today while the Something I'm I not gonna worry about. I thank you for the call. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna worry about it. There's no point in being concerned over it. Uh, it's just like a, you said, the market will handle it's not these food for thought. It, what it is is it plants seeds in people's mind and, and therefore gives them yeah fear and gives them the gives the government the opportunity to step in and solve a problem that doesn't exist. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Your comments on this or whatever you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Show is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo, prove they listen to the show, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself, that shrine. .freetalklive.com to your phone calls. Linda is on the line. Linda, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Linda. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just listening to the young man that just that you just got off the phone with. I Chris. think his name was Chris. Yes. Talking about the autism. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter-in-law is a special ed teacher, mm-hmm. and she started off teaching um, early childhood. And these were young children that were between the ages of three and five before they were old enough to start kindergarten. And um, she, you know, had quite a few kids in her class that was affected by, you know, to to be a special ed teacher, to have that many children with that particular thing wrong with them. Well, then there was a little girl. Well, let me back up. First of all, she she finished up, got her Ph.D. Now she's uh, teaching autistic children that are older. They're, you know, between the ages of first grade and maybe fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Okay, they put them all in the classroom together. They don't separate them by age or or by grade. They're all together. And there was a young girl that was a very open, free-spirited young child that went to this school that was in the regular classes. And she went to go get some um, inoculations that the school insisted that she had to have because her family had been uh, really reluctant to have these done when she was younger. Well, about two months after she had the second round of shots, she was a perfectly healthy child, and she went from that to she was, they diagnosed her with autism, and she wound up in my daughter-in-law's class. And so after this happened a few years ago, we, we talked and talked, and, you know, I've done research, she's done research, and I honestly believe that a lot of this stuff that's wrong with our children nowadays isn't caused by, as Chris likes to think, of the thinning of the herd or whatever. It's more maybe the government is, is uh, giving these kids stuff that maybe they shouldn't be given to them. It's given them all of these uh, mandated vaccinations that have mercury or what, whatever the pollutant well, is in them to make the body react. Everything I've managed to read in the science journals, and I really have looked at this. Uh, my son Jack is not um, vaccinated in any way. Um, in in, in uh, suggests that in fact it's uh, the, there's you know the mercury hasn't been in them for more than ten years, and that uh, you know there 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 was one study, but that study was trumped up. I don't know. I can't I can't tell you, but I can tell you that I've heard many colloquial stories 
like your own. And um, that that in and of itself disturbs me. So, you know, I, do I think vaccinations are good? I wouldn't give my, uh, you know, tiny little baby uh, vaccinations. Uh, well, neither would I. And that's yeah. what my, my son and, and his wife, the teacher, they're in the process of trying to, uh, to get pregnant right now. And as a family, we all sat down and we talked about that when this finally does come to pass, maybe it's not so bad to give them inoculations, but perhaps we shouldn't be given six, seven, eight-week-old babies all these, you yeah. know, they're they're brand new. How much stuff could they possibly have wrong with them? Yeah, they'll give them to you right out, straight out of the hospital in four days if you let them. So, I mean, you know, it's it's bad it's bad news as far as I'm concerned. But a, one of the reasons that they'll do that is because they don't expect to see a certain percentage of the kids again, uh, because parents will go off and you know not bring the kids back in to get inoculated, and they they consider it more important that society is protected than. Your child is protected. So right, that, and that's that fine if your child doesn't have a problem with it. But if you're the one that your child's affected, well, then, you know, you might not have the yep. same same point of view after that. But um, I just wanted to let you guys know I listen you. to your Thank show you every that, night. Amanda. I really, really enjoy it. You guys keep me company while I'm working. I want to thank you for the call and your thoughts tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Yeah, I think, uh, you know. Even old ladies listen to your show. I appreciate it. Thank you, Linda. (laughs) Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 1-800-259-9231. You know, I was thinking about uh, Chris, who called in and that she referenced uh, there. And I was thinking we might have been a little hard on him. End of the world, Chris. Yeah, he pushed pushed one of my buttons, which is the, uh, you know, I used to be this, you know, sort of zero populationist guy that we have too many human beings on the planet. You know, all the minerals that are on Earth are actually up walking around in two legs. And, you know, the the food that we eat currently is... It's a lack mentality. Yeah, it it really is. Um, And the fact, you know, the science science is that, uh, you know, this isn't so. And he was just calling in to postulate on something he came up with today. And whereas he wasn't proposing to wipe out the planet and, and that kind of thing. And I, you know, so... I think I was rougher on Chris than I would have liked to have been. What I was actually being rough on is some thought processes that I've had in my life. Well, he was a little confusing, though. I mean, it was a, kind of a strange call. Was well, a little you got to practice. practice on the radio. So yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to John in New York. John, you're on Free Talk Live. He dropped. John is gone. Well, you know what John was going to talk about was this uh, video clip that I'm sure somebody is going to bring up. So we might as well jump the gun here and, uh, and beat everybody to it. Because Gordon Brown, who's some British politician, uh, was speaking at this G20 summit that they had where the 20 uh, politicians from the 20 developing countries or leading countries or whatever. This is the guy that said New World Order again. Th- this is the guy that said New World Order again. So you know, I figure what we do need is a New World Order for a nice, big, world-sized pizza. So I figure we should play the audio on the air. That way nobody can claim that Free Talk Live did not uh, take note of this. Even though whenever people call in to, to chatter on about, oh, the New World Order this and the New World Order that, uh, I, I still don't even really know what it means. But clearly... It means different things to different people, Exactly, I exactly. But clearly the world elite uh, have some sort of uh, concept in mind. And so I just want to play this real quick for you here from uh, Sky News. Or maybe not. Hang on one second. <laughs> Try it now. People working together at their best. I think a new world order is emerging, and with it the foundations of a new and progressive era of international cooperation. 
We have resolved that from terrible. today we will together manage the process of globalization. Yes, it does sound terrible. Actually, well, it's more countries gathering together to work to install more tyranny across the world. That's what you're hearing. What I'm hearing is, you know, less uh, peace among people and that kind of thing. I mean, when you think about how European countries handled problems over the last two centuries, if you consider in if instituting new taxes and new tariffs and things like that, I don't consider peace, that good at all, and I don't consider that peace. How However, there are fewer people blowing each other up on in the West in what they call Western civilization, and I'd like to see that continue. And I believe that that's what the politicians mean when they say new world order. Yes, the politicians want more government. No, I am not for no, more government. You know that's true. However, I am for fewer people being killed for no good reason. How many people did Stalin starve? Uh, millions. Or Mao. Uh, You're talking about millions. wars, which kill. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think that Stalin or Mao than... would be considered part of the New World Order. No, um, but it's a result of government. Agreed. Um, how, they however, have to what have they're talking about with this New people, World Mark. Order, if I believe, and I'm not for New World Order, Sam, leave me alone. <laughs> you were saying this sounds all warm and fuzzy, Mark, and it's it doesn't sound what, anything like play that. Play it back, man. I don't hear government in I'm not in done there. playing it, actually. It's the t- 20 governments getting together to talk about how they're going to cooperate That's to oppress people. That's not what he people. said, though. Uh, y- you're interpreting what he said. You're not listening to the words. Whatever. We'll continue here. To secure responsibility from all and fairness to all. Yeah. And we've... That's all you need to hear, Mark. I mean, there's a little bit more. Responsibility from all and fairness to all. What we say is fair is going to be enforced upon you at the point of the barrel of a gun. I just want to see fairness for everybody, man. What's wrong with fairness for all? Are you really defending what this guy's saying? Are you against fairness, man? Are you defending what he's saying? Because when these politicians say fairness, it means what we say is fair. I know what he means. However... What he's saying, he's saying from the bottom of his heart, from likely a very good place. I don't agree with his tactics of getting there. I'm for fairness. I'm for prosperity. I'm for peace. However, he doesn't intend to use fairness, prosperity, or peace to get to fairness, prosperity, or peace. He intends to use taxes, violence, and threats to get there. Exactly. Which but is why I'm not against young. what he's saying. Okay. I've agreed that in doing so, we will build a more sustainable and more open and a fairer global society. 1-800-259-9231. It just sounds to me like you are, uh, you know, you're aligning with what this guy is saying. And I think you need to be very cautious about what you agree with. I'm not aligning with what he's doing. I'm, I, I'm saying what he's saying sounds fine. Right. Well, we're not going to get to fairness we're by talking about new world order here, top man. Down it doesn't system. have anything to do with the, the Bilderbergers. I didn't say it did. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, vote for us. It's that time of the month. Beginning of every single month, we ask for your votes at vote.freetalklive.com because each month at the Podcast Alley podcast rankings website, uh, they reset their rankings and you have to start over from scratch. So we need a new vote from you every single month and it'll only take you a moment. Just go to vote.freetalklive.com 
And all you need is your email address. You punch that in there. You can enter a comment if you want. That's completely optional. But the email address is used only for verification purposes. It's not sold or spammed, uh, just verifying that you're a real-life human being. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for the show. It makes a big difference for us because being number one at the Podcast Alley charts brings new people to the show. Um, So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. And thank you in advance. We continue here taking your calls. Ziggy is in the U.K. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Zig. Hi. First of all, can I just say that guy who said that uh, autism is the new plague, he's speaking out of bollocks. Einstein was autistic, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. He had Asperger's. Anyways, the G20. Um, Where the world leaders go, so do the left-wing anarchists. And, boy, uh, they packed out London yesterday and today. There was a bit of unrest yesterday, um, though the police had announced it two weeks ago. Um, basically, the police wanted a riot, and so did the media. I mean, the media were updating us every five minutes on what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the police wanted it, so they can turn around to the government saying, we need more security legislation. Well, some would and- suggest, Ziggy, that behind the anarchist groups are essentially agents provocateur, that it's their job to essentially go in there and start violence, so the police have the, uh, the excuse to enact violence in return on the protesters. And, of course, it's all of this uh, coverage of these so-called anarchists that give anarchists a bad name, which is one yeah. of the main reasons why uh, liberty-loving people that consider themselves anarchists really should look for a better uh, title anyways, for I want to start these protesters a question, because they kept going, I'm here to protest about Tibet. I'm here to protest about the environment. And I go, well, other than protesting, what are you actually doing to help your cause? We're going to smash some storefront windows. What are you doing to get out there and do something about whatever? We're going to set this car on fire. That'll change things. (laughs) Yep. I agree with you, Ziggy. You know, you're absolutely right. These people are making a lot of noise and not doing nothing. There was was one protester, right, standing uh, standing there in a Manchester United shirt, (laughs) the most capitalist um, uh, football (laughs) club uh, in in the world, a shirt made by Nike – Probably made in Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, most of these most of these people don't even know. I, I, I when I see these protesters, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that Penn and Teller thing where they got people to sign up for a petition to ban uh, water. Yeah, That's uh, what, 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 do they, what do they call it? Dihydrogen monoxide yeah, or something di- like di- that. <laughs> yeah. right, anyone go 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 to YouTube. Type in uh, Penn and Teller. Ban water. It's very, it's very funny. Oh, yep. it is. It's it absolutely hilarious. Is. And it just goes to show how many of these these people are, are really into the scene of, uh, I don't know, progress, the progressive scene and how, you know, they're really just hangers on and, uh, you know, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're in it for the girls. Thanks for the call, Ziggy. <laughs> the Eight, girls with the hairy armpits. Yeah. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Soap is a tool of the man. Is that what they? Is that a real? <laughs> I, I, it seems like aluminum or something in it. I don't know. So, uh, so there you go. So yeah, that the country, uh, the politicians from twenty countries got together and they pledged to join forces to enact tyranny. But of course, they were talking about it as being fair and fairness and all that. And and uh, Mark, you were so to to let me see if I've got straight what you were saying before. You were saying that what this Gordon Brown character was getting at was something that. On its face, you agreed with peace and uh, and fairness and all of that. That's correct. But you're pointing out that you disagree with the tactics. Well, I know what he's use. about. 
Um, I, if, if I were just listening to the man speak, I would agree with everything that he said. However, I know that he didn't get in government by actually saying the things that he means mm-hmm. and that he's, you know, he's, he's uh, obscuring the fact that they intend to use government, which is a coercive and dangerous and violent organization in order to get peace, which is stupid if anybody stops and thinks about it. We're going to have peace or I'm going to kill you. That's not peace. Here's what he said. Actions. This is collective action, people working together at their best. I think collective action. This is collective action. Well, what does that really mean anyway? Well, collective it's, action. It, it, it's one of these double-sided things. When you and I work together and have collective action mm-hmm. towards goals that you and I have, we become, I think, better and more powerful. Free Talk Live couldn't exist in its form today, likely wouldn't be where it is if you didn't have your skill set and I didn't have my skill set. Right. We wouldn't be here today. We've joined together for a common purpose we have voluntarily. collective action. Right. And it's good. It However... Is. When you start, in my opinion, the bigger the group, the the bit, the you know the the worse that things go. Like the less that can get done at yeah. some point. I throw, don't know. Throw me in the mix, and hey, I don't want to go the same direction as you guys, but I don't really have that choice if I'm not a bureaucrat. So we continue here. The new world order is emerging, and with it, the foundations of a new and progressive era of international cooperation. We have resolved that from today we will. So what I wanted to just what I wanted to point out about this was what it really means. So I, I see where you're coming from, Mark. That uh, okay, yeah, on its face it sounds like this. It sounds good. Progressive cooperation. Who doesn't want to progress toward freedom? Who doesn't want to cooperate? Uh, you know, for peace. Progress and, is good. And all of that. But when when they're saying these things, what it means is they're going to get together and they're going to determine uh, international regulations. They're already talking about having some sort of uh, international. Financial regulatory uh, bureaucracy, some kind of uh, bureaucracy that will have the ability to regulate corporations basically across the world. And of course, we're talking about centralizing banking and, and creating some sort of new world money supply, which the Russians are apparently talking about a gold standard. I don't really Not know what really. that means. Um, a gold, goldish standard, more like a Bretton Woods agreement, uh, where you know certain international, uh, you know, government to government exchanges are done, with, backed by a certain level of metals and things like that. But so not for the little people. Then. No, no, no gold, <laughs> no gold for the little people. Yeah, exactly. So there are some uh, some plans are definitely afoot, and that's what they're announcing here. Is, yes, we are going to a new age, and we're going to work together to oppress you. That's basically what right. the message is. And well, likely um, the the problem with a gold standard on an international basis is there really isn't enough gold or silver out there to back all of the money that's currently in circulation in their uh, the the values that they currently exist in. And this is the argument that people have against gold and silver as backing currencies. And it's one of the reasons that here on Free Talk Live, we don't necessarily back gold and silver uh, backed currencies, because currency sort of indicates that it's a government currency, it's a t- legal tender for all debts, public and private, and yes, if the government tried to do a gold-backed standard, you'd, you'd have some real problems there. Even if the United States, just the United Stra- States, tried to do a gold-backed standard, you'd have some problems with the uh, the economy and that kind of things. but who's to say that people couldn't come up with, and very quickly and easily in this uh, in this you know, a world where communication so fast and so quick, other forms of currency backed mm-hmm. by other things, whether they're backed by the labor of individuals, 
backed by a shipload of bananas delivered to your door because most gold really isn't isn't of any value if you're using it as a trading commodity you're not using the gold you're trading with the gold it has to be useful in the marketplace for that value sure bananas are, bananas are useful in the marketplace and you know but they spoil yeah but so. they're perishable yeah yeah well, right. but you could use it uh, you could use it in, in the short term to uh, to make an exchange with some organization that would want a bunch of bananas then you're just, doing barter and that's what the currencies were created to avoid to where you could have a go between between various different people that didn't necessarily have if i if you've got a bunch of bananas and i've got a bunch of crabs and we don't want to trade with one another we can't really do business sure you'd probably hard goods are a better thing to use but it's not to say that chiquita or one of the banana companies couldn't issue a currency based on their product and it and what you're buying is actually a hundred thousand or you have a note that's a receipt for a hundred thousand bananas not this not a set stock of bananas but that they will deliver you a hundred thousand bananas upon demand and we're not saying that that would be likely to happen uh, but there could be some other product right. out there that has yet to been discovered that could be a really great go-between it's for meant to be a ludicrous example to show you that the marketplace will in fact figure these things out um you know hard goods are of value uh, you know there's all kinds of things that people use and food you know if a grocery store gives you a coupon for fifty dollars in groceries it's not worth $50. You're darn right it is. Just about yeah. everybody's going to use it. That's a private currency. Unless it's a Publix grocery coupon. And um, down here, you know, up here in the New England, it wouldn't be very valuable because Publix is shame. a southern... Uh, it's a damn shame. Well, you, you just, you've become so brand-oriented. The, the fact is we have some great grocery stores up here. I've still got some peanuts that uh, were from Publix from like three years ago, and they're still good. Yeah, the Chopper is a great grocery store. It is. Price Chopper, 800-259-9231. Uh, yeah, Publix wasn't 24 hours, so I'm a, I'm a huge fan of some Price Chopper. Really? I don't think so. I've never seen one in, uh, in my life that was. All right, more coming up. Hour three is on the way. You dial in. Bring up whatever you want. Obama has broken another promise, and it's about cigars. Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized the contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. Uh, ours is free, freetalklive.com. So coming up here, uh, broken promises by Obama. Yet another campaign promise been thrown out the window. And, of course, is anybody really surprised by this? 
We'll get to that, uh, and of course your phone calls if you make them. But Sam is here from the Obscure Truth Network tonight. ObscureTruth.com is his website. We mentioned a brand new video that was posted just this week over at ObscureTruth.com. Um, and, and, and in that video, you'll see some footage from inside a police car where a football player, I believe, is getting pulled over on his way to take his mother-in-law to his dying mother-in-law to the hospital, and the cop just completely harasses this guy for no reason whatsoever and is just really just totally rude, total jerk. And Sam, you did a great job putting that video together. I just wanted to make sure we give it a plug so people can uh, can go and see it. Any thoughts on the new video and why uh, yeah, you put that out now? He, uh, it, it was this something new, I watched. Fresh, this event? Uh, yeah, it happened about a week ago, or week or two ago. Okay. It's still in the news. The cop actually resigned from the Dallas Police uh, really? Department because you know he disgraced the whole department. Really, all he did was just make it a little too obvious what was going on. This guy was so stuck in his paradigm of right and wrong that he couldn't even step out of that and look at the situation that, you know, somebody was upstairs dying and he was taking away, you know, their their last moments together and, and keeping them over a, a traffic ticket. Running a red light. Yeah, over and, running a red light. And he, he pulled up to the red light. Stop. He stopped. <laughs> he looked. It's clear. The cops saw that the, the both lights were red and that no traffic was moving through the intersection, that it was safe, and then he went. Uh, and that's really the problem. Using your own discretion yeah. is a dangerous, it's a dangerous to society as far as these people concern, and concerned, because you could make a mistake. And then the cop runs two red lights and, and speeds through the neighborhood. This is a few blocks from my house. Uh, where I used to live in Texas, and uh, it just endangers the public going after this guy, and it's just, there's got to be a better way out there, folks. Yep. And people get so upset at individuals using their own discretion. We had a call recently, or a few calls come in recently on TalkBack, which is this uh, local Politico show they do here in Keene, New Hampshire, from where we do this show from, but it's it's a Saturday morning show where a couple of local Politicos get on and you know talk to people about whatever. And, and the people, Free Staters call and hassle them. And people were calling in. <laughs> Liberty activists have been calling, yes, and it's kind of a fun little thing that we do on Saturday mornings. And you can get more details on that at freekeen.com. But one of the things that people were complaining about is there's somebody who's been running red lights here in Keene, and I think it's just horrible. And so then you heard that, and you called in, and you <laughs> said, well, ha, ha, it's me. It's me. <laughs> I did it today, in fact. Really? But, I mean, right there by the Home Depot. It's sort of a street, but it it takes people into a shopping area, and there's the uh, DPS safety office. Mm-hmm. And there were two DPS officers that had actually driven through the light, and I'm sitting there right in the front and there's four or five cars behind me and it's clear and I'm like I'm not going to sit here and wait so I went and that that was it but you know the people sitting behind me see this and they've got to oh be wondering gosh. what is he doing you mm-hmm. can't do that well yes you can people think for yourself if it's clear if it's safe and and you've determined that you know it's okay for me to do just go ahead and do it well some people are going to come from the position that well you can't do that because it's dangerous and what you're saying is no it's safe i've checked i'm okay i can handle myself but that there are other people that are going to come from the position of oh my gosh you can't do that they're going to arrest you or they're going to ticket you or they're going to hurt you <laughs> which is much and more likely which is which is i think a great fear that people have people are so scared of the governments that we have have today that they're just not even willing to cross through a red light so so what's the answer to sit back and follow all of their little diktats and watch them just sort of ratchet things up and that's what cameras they do. and right 
where you can't even confront your witness. And you know, where does this end, folks? It never ends. It, end? it never ends until people are willing to draw that line in the sand and say, okay, that's it. No more. I am not going to put up with this anymore. I'm going to start making my own decisions. I'm going to start using my own better judgment. And whatever yep. comes may come, and I'm not going to pay the red light fines, and I'm not going to pay the speeding tickets, and I'm not going to obey anymore. It's kind of funny that uh, you know, right here we've uh, in, in Keene, and since we're talking about this issue, they've put in all several uh, roundabouts, I guess they call them, uh, traffic They circles. love those up here. And, you know, there's no lights there. How is it that you get into the roundabout and you go your little merry way without everybody dying? Well, maybe we don't need the red lights. I mean, maybe we don't need them. It's an interesting uh, point, and there's evidence to back it up, evidence uh, in other countries from around the world that shows that uh, traffic control devices, they're, they're overrated. Right. Or, well, the, 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 if, if in the red light, right, they, the ticket was given for failing to yield the right of way, and the only way you can fail to yield the right of way is if there's another vehicle that would have the right of way mm -hmm. um, to, to which you would yield it. If they would give the ticket for that, rather than running the light, because yeah. running a light is a stupid ticket. However, failing to yield the right of way when you're supposed to, it to me seems Makes like a legitimate sense. one. So, I, you know, I, if Sam uses his discretion at a red light and goes through without impeding anybody or even coming close or even, you know, scaring people or anything like that because i don't think it's a good idea to just turn you know just go ahead and go through and, oh no uh, no you know when it when it's close or something like that don't do mm -hmm. that but when there's nobody there what's the point point? and here's the problem with these control devices is people rely on them and believe that just because i have a green light that it's 100 percent safe for me to go through this intersection there it's are a true. lot of crosswalks in Keene, and there are some people who don't even bother to take a look at the traffic before they walk out in front of it yeah, right. it's amazing it's because they that have a law that stupid. says that the cars have to yield to the pedestrian and the pedestrians uh, you know they'll get they're right they, about that law yeah get to yakking along and the kids are raised here yeah, da, 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 and kids don't look, and the pedestrians here don't look. So then you have this combination of not looking kids that have been taught to, that, that you know they're they're allowed to just cross, and that that law doesn't stop three thousand pounds of metal of crushing your skull. No. It just doesn't do it. The law is just some crap Words on, on paper, paper. Yeah. right? And and you get a hundred and fifty four dollar fine for hitting a pedestrian. Now I don't know if you hit two or three at once, so that's still with a hundred and fifty four dollar <laughs> fine, and if you can get several on like it's like it's a bonus uh, or anything like that. But the kid people the geese kid children have been taught that these laws protect them and it's a damn Nonsense. lie it's going to be a sad story when i cover the first person that's been hit by a car because of this toll-free number well, here there's, and there's plenty of them 800 it happened last year three of them 259-9231 so sam tonight you were a little late for the show because you had a scheduled appointment to go and bring your camera the ObscureTruth.com cameras to the city council meeting here in Keene. Now, we talked a couple weeks ago about how you made a splash. And, of course, all of this is under the umbrella of the Free State Project, where uh, where thousands of people are moving to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. And you are one of those Free Staters. We are two more, and there are more that are around here. In fact, dozens more in just this area alone. And then the numbers are starting to increase. A couple weeks ago, the first trickle of uh, activists, first trickle of liberty activists invaded, if 
you will, the uh, the city council meeting, and there was a public session that you had the opportunity to speak at. You posted, or we posted the video online at freekeen.com so people could see it. But you basically just excoriated the city councilors. You let them have it. You let them know, uh, you know, you didn't hold back. You told them basically, look, what you're doing here is it's gangland activity. You guys are tyrants. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it, I think you made a real splash. Uh, there were people that were trying to appease you on the city council. Some of them laughed at you. Some of them were sneering. And so tonight, uh, what happened, it's now been two weeks, it's now the next council meeting, just to kind of update our listeners as to the activism going on in the area here, more activists showed up tonight, and one of the main reasons for this was because tonight, the city council had decided that they were going to steal some houses. And the news broke in the uh, the local newspaper today that uh, certain people... Tough economic times, right? Certain people had fallen behind in property tax payments, which are exorbitant here in New Hampshire. Arguably the highest in the state. Here in Keene, specifically, yes. Uh, and just in New Hampshire in general, they're relatively high compared to, in comparison to places like Florida, for instance. Now, Florida, they, they tax their tourists. Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, so they were going to steal these houses from people. Now, they don't call it stealing. No, They no. call it a tax deed. Now, a tax deed is different from a tax sale, and this is what I learned today. Uh, so I don't know what you have in your area, but you can look to – if you look to your city councils or town selectmen and and you start paying attention to what's coming up on their agendas, you're going to notice this happening. You're going to notice people falling behind in property tax payments and then the city making moves to steal their houses out from under them. They don't want to – they want to pretend like this doesn't happen. The government people want to act like that this doesn't happen and that when it does, that they've done everything to work with these – we've done whatever we can to work with these people and they're just not paying us. And so we're going to have to throw out their family into the street and take their house. And it happened today. So we'll talk about it uh, a little more detail here. Take your calls about whatever you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, by the way, those features include updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. Updates. .freetalklive.com. So quick, uh, quick update for you about what's going on with the activism here in Keene. Obviously, we like to promote uh, Keene as a destination for those who are looking at the Free State Project who are I considering would, moving to New Hampshire. We would report on this no matter where it was in the world. I mean... Yeah, if we um, had the information and the audio, right. people getting behind uh, other uh, other folks and standing up for freedom uh, as much as they possibly can. We got wind this afternoon, and you can see the details over at freekeen.com. We got wind this afternoon of a story where four homeowners were having their property threatened uh, by the city here in in town to have it, it literally just have them steal the properties from them. This is what happens when people don't pay property taxes, even though there's no evidence whatsoever that you have any obligation to pay these taxes. You never agreed to any sort of explicit agreement that said that you will pay these taxes in return for certain services, and there's no, there, there was no agreement. They can't point to anything. All they can point to is, we've got men with guns who are willing to come to your house and throw you out of it. Well, they've got the laws, too. That the men with guns will follow. It's, it's just words on paper, though, Mark. They're laws. Just words on paper, and these men with guns will come, and they'll throw people out of their homes. And so that's what the city council was going to vote on today, or did vote on this evening. The word went out 
This afternoon, I would say around 2 o'clock this afternoon is when we found out about it. The meeting was five hours away at 7 o'clock. So just to give you some idea of what the activist community is like here, they... Uh, let's see, we sent out uh, freeking.com blog posts. There was an action alert that went out, which I haven't used the action alerts list in a long time. Uh, sent out an email to people. We used the Porcupine 411, which is a voicemail system. You call this number, you leave a message, and that message is distributed almost instantly to people, hundreds of email addresses and smartphones around the around the state. And so got out the word as quickly as possible about what was going to be happening tonight. The activists apparently got uh, got together. They scheduled a sign-making party and uh, a strategy session right before the uh, the city council meeting at somebody's house. They got together. They made up some signs. Sam, you, I guess, uh, showed up at some point with your cameras from ObscuredTruth.com. And everybody headed down to the city council meeting. Do you want to pick up the story? Sure. Um, well, I, I want to jump back a little bit. Yeah. While they were making the signs, I thought I'd dig into this a little bit and find out some details. So I called the uh, tax person, talked to her, and and to get the the names the of the people. Yes, and she wanted to know right off the bat, you know, why I wanted this information and what I was going to do with it. Until I informed her that it was illegal for her to ask that, and then she was very forthcoming with all of the information <laughs> and apologetic. Actually, you don't know if it's illegal in New Hampshire. You I said don't it was know, illegal but in I Texas. told her it was illegal in <laughs> Texas, and it's based on the federal guidelines, so I'm pretty sure it's the same way here. And she was like, oh, well, I didn't I didn't mean to, to mm. deny you access, and I yeah, didn't did. know this, and mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. just back and backpedaling. Mm-hmm. But then she was very nice, and she was concerned about their privacy, which is reasonable. Yeah, I guess that's So one of the houses was empty. Lady died, no relatives, nobody knows what to do. The other three were not. Two of them uh, were in a trailer park. Trailer park. park. Mm-hmm. So I went and paid a visit to those guys. I talked to one person, and it turns out one of the a local charity here in in Keene helped the, them out and paid the bill. The other one, uh, somebody they came in and paid up. Isn't now, it a taxpayer funded charity? It yeah. So I went and did some research on that, and it they are primarily funded through uh, through taxes or through, from the government. So what's <laughs> happening there is. Uh, you know, the city's charging these outrageous property taxes, taking money from people, and then they take, uh, they portion off some of that money for charity. They take 70% of that money for themselves to run the, the money that goes to charity to get it distributed. And then 30% of that goes on to the actual charities. And then the charities have to take 30% for their overhead. And then the rest of that money goes back to the people so they can turn around and pay it back as property taxes. It's crazy. Makes Just perfect a crazy sense, loop. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, we got, we went into the meeting, there were about, I don't know, four or five people there. And then all of a sudden the signs started showing up and they were full poster signs that said things like, uh, porcupine power with a porcupine outline and change is the new black and, uh, free staters are here, get used to it. And they were, they were great signs. I would have rather, I, 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 I like some of those, but I, I guess I, I like them all. However, it's not a free state project rally. It's a rally to keep these people's houses. And I would think that, you know, stop stealing people's houses might have been a good sign. Yeah. So that was one. There was also a home suite. Uh, I just suggested stop stealing. Like, how about just stop stealing, period? That'd be nice. Yep. They, they pretty much covered the gambit. I love the signs that I saw. I thought they were very creative, very good. 
Um, So there were about 10 of those folks. And uh, I mean, it took notice. The the co-op people came in with little four by eight by 10 pieces of paper on their chest that said, I support the co-op. Now, this is uh, for those who don't know, this is a local uh, issue where these uh, greenies are basically coming into the city council saying, we want to start a garden, but we are uh, not willing to use our own money to our own land. Right. (laughs) To start this. So we would not only not just that, but to figure out if the co-op is financially viable. Right. We're not willing to co-op. You'll figure out whether it's financially viable or not. Dude, well, we're not willing to, to invest our own money, so we'd like to have you pass something that'll force all the taxpayers to pay for our little garden. To the tune of $5,000. So they uh, put it up for a vote, eventually, and... The stealing the houses? Stealing the houses, and... They, and it passed unanimously. It passed unanimously. And Cynthia Georgina is the one who, uh, I guess, She's one of the it. counselors here who has her own radio show, which she's going to be getting some phone calls on Saturday oh, morning. Yes. So if you want to enjoy, if you want to join in the fun here, you can from a distance. Uh, just go to freekeen.com. You can click into the forum there. There's details on how you can get uh, interactive with their Saturday morning show. You've, we've had There was a guy that called from like Sweden a, a yeah. couple weeks ago on their Saturday morning show, and so it really just shows these people that people around the world are paying attention to what's going on in Keene, and the activists in Keene are, are getting more and more active and are, are willing to, get, to come to these city council meetings because that's what they suggested that we do. They said, what well, they wanted. we need to get into the system and work in the system. So, okay, here you have it. And so what was the response from the city councilors to the the booing that, yeah, that actually that's what erupted. I was going to say after I, they voted unanimously a lot of the free staters booed and because um, what else can we do right it's an it's a non-public session yeah, basically or it's a public session the council you, you can't, can't talk speak. about it so a couple of the councilors just thought that was really funny that the peons in the peanut gallery could, mm-hmm. were sitting there booing at their actions and they just thought it was hilarious that they just stole two people's houses yeah. right out from under them and all the little peasants could do is boo. Is boo about it, right. You know, I, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that it's a nervous titter or something, you know, where it's like, <laughs> we, we took somebody's house. No, they, they, they were la- there were I mean, two of them. I mean, it's disgusting. Sorry. There were some other ones that were sneering. I mean, it, was, it was disgusting. Well, I, I'm sure that it, it's not very... I understand them sneering. It's not very nice to get caught stealing um, and be, be told that you're stealing. And that's really what this is. Those people, those 15 people there that were elected by some, you know, tiny minority uh, of the people in, yeah. in the state in the city 10 percent of the voters um, or something you know five well, percent of the five percent of the voters if 10 percent of them voted yeah um these people have no moral right to kick those people out of their house because they didn't give them some money that they decided on the amount these uh, you know these, these people yep. decided the Arbitrary. amount that they, they raised the taxes tonight they 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 uh took the taxpayer money from to, uh, you know the taxpayers and gave it to these greenies to start some public garden when they could have started a garden themselves. If they would have come and asked me, I might have let them start a garden on my property. So I mean, the, the lady that was just a bunch of thieves. The lady yeah. that was laughing the most. I went around to get her on camera. She straightened up real quick. Let and me tell you, you've got some plans for her. More coming up here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Join the fun over at freekeen.com. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. Government officials like to think they know better than the rest of us. They tell us what we can buy and when we can buy it. Everything from guns and booze to cold medicine and cigarettes. Now they've gone even farther. Cities across the country are now trying to tax and ban bottled water. That's right. Simple, no alcohol, no caffeine, no calorie bottled water. They say it's wasteful and buying it is, quote, stupid. But who are they to decide? If politicians decide you shouldn't even be able to buy bottled water, what's next? Visit us at enjoybottledwater.org and sign the petition to keep the nanny state out of our water bottles. 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features are free. The wiki included with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to listen or go to wiki rather. Wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. From creating new and old media to political action, to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-liberty activism than you ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. We are updating you here on some of the activism going on here in Keene. We're going to jump back into the phone calls here shortly. But just to wrap up the story, tonight the city councilors in Keene voted unanimously to steal property from homeowners who have uh, who are owing money in back property taxes and of course owing the government money in property taxes is uh, similar to me sending you a bill saying you owe thousands of dollars for the privilege of listening to free talk live we're providing you with this service and now you owe this money you've been listening for uh, for 3 years and you owe 3000 no, no, no. dollars you've had the opportunity to listen right whether that's or not true. you, whether you, you listen, listen or not. that's not your pro- that's not our problem you're a so human I need being to pay up. You're a human being on Earth, and you've had the opportunity to listen to the show, so you'll now pay, or else we're going to steal your house from you. I mean, that's basically what the city council does. And people are scared to death of going up against city councils all around the country. They're scared. They believe that you can't fight City Hall, and in many cases they're right, because City Hall has men with guns who are willing to steal your property from you. And the way it works, at least around here, and this is what I learned today, is that there's no tax sale here. It's a tax deed in New Hampshire, and that means that they just take the house. So, as apparently in other places, they sell the house out from underneath you in a tax sale. Here, they just take it. They just so deed they it take to the it, city. Um, and deed it to the city, then they just have a piece of paper. How do they get the house? Then, then they, they... The next day, so today they voted unanimously for it. Tomorrow, the sheriffs are going to go out with an eviction notice and tack that up on these people's doors. They're going to have 30 days to get out of their house. And then once that 30-day mark passes, you can better believe the sheriffs are going to come back and they're going to be willing to throw those family members out onto the streets. And then the city goes through a process of deciding whether or not they even want to sell the house. Uh, so it's like yeah. totally the same. Well, they own the property at that point. Right, to, to, do, what they, uh, to do what they want. The activists don't, didn't really know what to do, but we had a short amount of time to, to get active. And it was an amazing turnout considering what the short amount of time was. The news went out this afternoon. The activists gathered like 10 of them or something like that, got together to show the city council that uh, they were pretty upset about it. They booed the council. The council snickered. Uh, some of the councilors snickered at them and, and sort of turned up their nose at the uh, the activists and so Sam you had an idea as to what we might be able to do to uh, bring a little bit of special attention to the to one of these counselors in particular yeah there were there were a couple that were sitting there you know laughing and really making a point to play it up I, I felt like and as soon as I went over and pointed the camera at him that all stopped almost immediately mm-hmm. so and I think it's because they would be embarrassed to know to for people to know that they're laughing at the fact that they just stole somebody's house and some people don't like about it like it but there's nothing that they can do about it but sit there and boo so i think that it would be appropriate to make that known to this person's uh family friends neighbors whoever yeah. uh, whoever we can right so they're real daughter? proud about mom and uh, mom and dad over sitting there there at uh, the city council laughing at somebody's misfortunes yeah does their daughter or their son do they know what mom does uh, at nighttime at the I city council it. meetings you think she goes and tells them i mean when i went and did the plano police thing they didn't show the jails 
They did a tour of the entire inside of the building, did not show the jails. Why? Because, well, they don't want their friends and family to see, and that's who was on this tour with me. They don't want them to see the cages that they lock people in. They don't want them to see the the unclean, the dirty side of, of what they do because they, li- they like all of their friends and family buying into this paradigm that, oh, government's great, and we just do things that are necessary and good for all you people. And that's one of the things that's going to change here. Now, somebody, a critic could look at this and they could say, oh, free state project, whatever. You guys had a few activists up there. You booed at the city councilors and you didn't do jack squat to actually stop these people's property from getting taken from them. What could you do? Well, how do you how do you stop them? So I mean, I'm I suppose... going to post on the uh, forum and see what people want to do about this. I, I wouldn't be I, I, I'm not against uh making up flyers that talk about this, putting some kind of video together with a link on the flyers and passing them out around this person's neighborhood. I, you know, I, I think that I think that people should know, um, you know, what it is that the uh, that the city council is doing, and I think they should know that these are the people that are stealing someone's houses, and, and, and that then they, they can make their decisions for themselves. Is it okay that we have, you know, so many taxes that some people can't pay them, and that uh, you know that um, they're getting their houses taken from them? Is that all right? I think also that uh, you know perhaps showing up at the properties and. Um, you know, you know, when the sheriff shows up and letting the press know that you're going to be there and, you know, just telling the sheriff, hey, man, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Really? Do you Your pension's you that important to kick these people out? Take that piece of paper. If you have a moral bone in your body, take that piece of paper back, give it to your superior and tell him you refuse to put it on the door. Make him find somebody else to do the dirty work. You pull the lever, you've kicked these people out. So you nail that on the door, you kick these children out on the street. What I want to point out is, and you guys have just gone through a number of them, is that we have options here. Yes, it's true. It didn't stop them from voting in this way. Not at this point. Not now. But we, because we have so many activists here, have more options on the, on the table than anybody else anywhere else. If this had happened, if this tax sale or these tax deeds, which is going to be happening around the country, it's probably happening right now, and you just don't know it in the area that you yeah. live – uh, People can't afford to pay their tax. No, pay, pay, the, pay these taxes that these bureaucrats are demanding of them. The, nobody's going to show up at your local city council meeting no. to defend the guy who's living in the trailer park who can't afford to uh, to pay the taxes. Nobody is going to show up to defend him tonight. In less than five hours' notice, we had ten activists show up, and this is just the beginning of what the activists around here are going to be doing as far as getting involved in their system. They wanted us involved in their system. We're going to get involved in their system, and they're not going to like it. Yeah, and it's happening right here. What's happening is. Business as usual for these politicians, for these bureaucrats, is going to become very uncomfortable for them, and that's a great first step. That's how it should be, absolutely. Let's go to your phone calls. You bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Mike in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? What's on your mind? Great. Um, Well, first off, you know, I'd like to just say this this whole thing uh, has me pretty disgusted that they would go and do this to these people. Um. You know, that's that's just ridiculous. Yep. Even with the even with video cameras trained on them and the light of day being shown on them, they're still willing to just just unanimously, not even one dissenter, uh, steal from from other people. Yeah, I don't even know how they can be considered, you know, human beings at this point. That's just disgusting. But um, well, they have their excuses. 
they have their excuses about uh, how it is that you know the system is uh, in jeopardy if we just allow people to i'll try to find the quote but basically uh oh this is the last uh, option it's the last thing we want to do said the city uh, bureaucrat we've tried to give them every opportunity to pay we're making them aware of all the programs that are available so they're trying to act like you know we've done everything we can to help these folks this is the problem with government though if if they let these people get away with it what's going to happen more people stop paying and their system collapses they have no choice and that's the problem with government in fact, that's what they actually allude to in this story, and I was trying to find the quote, but that's basically what they say is, we just can't allow this to, to go on. I mean, because if somebody gets away with it, then it could spread, and then our, our legitimacy and our system will absolutely crumble in upon itself. They know what the, the consequences are of inaction. Right. I also definitely think you guys should... Um, you I'm sorry, go say that again? The- I missed what you said. I definitely think you guys should um, go out there when the sheriffs go out there to put up that uh, that notice and pretty much just tell them, you know, what do you think you're doing? The I problem there is finding out when that would be. That's yeah, that's but the trick. what I can do is probably go back, leave a note on the door, and see if I can get a hold of these guys that were evicted. I know the family, um, and I'll tell them, hey, I want to come out and cover this when they're trying to kick you out, and we'll see what we can do and bring some activists. It, it might work. Any other thoughts right, for us? But, um, yeah, actually... Uh, the, the original reason I called was, um, uh, as I was listening to the story, it reminded me of something that, um, you know, it's popped up a couple times in the news, but it, uh, it gets played down a lot. Um, and it's the whole concept of uh, eminent domain. Yes. Are you guys familiar with that? It's, it's another form of theft yeah. uh, by the government. Exactly. And uh, specifically, I know in my own state here, um, I think it was down in uh, Eastside Heights or Seabright. Um, I don't remember which one. You can give us the details here in moments. Uh, it's always tragic, so I'm sure it'll be awful, your story. More coming up. Yeah. 800-259-9231. It's just, a, it's just a slightly different version of the same story, though. In the case of the tax deeds or tax sales, they want to take them to protect the state. And in the case of eminent domain, they want to take, uh, take properties for the benefit of the state. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can dial in. We'll try to sneak your call in right now at 800-259-9231. Only remaining moments at this point. Maybe enough time for you at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that for as little as 3 bucks a month in the Free Talk Live AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is to take that $3 a month in from you and a whole bunch of other people, reinvest it into the show, turn it around basically, and get more radio stations on board with the program, bring more internet listeners on board, and help expose new people to the ideas of freedom because now is the time for liberty, and there has never have been there's never been a better time in mankind's history for the advancement toward a voluntary society, and, and this shows it's an important part of, uh, of all of that. You can help us out at amp.freetalklive.com and get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. Again, amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to Michael in New Jersey, or Mike, rather, in New Jersey, uh, you're back on Free Talk Live. Go ahead and uh, continue your thoughts. All right. So, um, anyway, yeah, we're talking about the imminent domain thing. Um, the one that I was talking about was uh, either down in Seaside or um, Seabright, one of those towns. I don't remember exactly which one. Um, about 15 homes were seized under imminent domain to put up a uh, a new strip mall that they thought would bring in more you know, uh, money and stuff to the town. Um, which, and, you know, they're paid minimal amounts of uh, money for their homes and mm-hmm. then pretty much just told to suck it up and go do what they have to do. Another story, um, 
which actually ties in more to the kind of one you guys are talking about tonight, was uh, out in Michigan, I think it was, um, there was a town seizing homes they considered uh, blighted. So they had a list requirements to be blighted um, that they came up with. Right, sure. Um, under the um, under the eminent domain title, and the the, um, the head of the mayor of the town actually was a was a woman. I don't remember her name, but uh, she um, she had helped come up with this list and everything. And her home would have fallen into the category of blighted, as would have many of the other town council people. Except, but of course, she's none the of their homes got these. Only the people who uh, you know they they chose to inspect and look at. Yeah, these Absolutely. rules they're for the the peasants, not the ruling class. Yeah, I mean, you know, it sounds like a good it sounds like a good idea when you think about some houses that you've seen in your life, some real rent, rundown houses where there's nothing but weeds. It's obvious nobody's living there. Nobody's lived there for a long time. You know, it's a, it's a home of varmints and rats and mm-hmm. all kinds of other things. And it's, it seems like a good idea until you realize that politicians are going to be administering this blighted house yeah. program thing, and that they're not out to make the neighborhood look good. They're out to reward themselves or their friends and punish their enemies. And that's how it's going to work. Tooth. And unfortunately, even in even in um, you know places where they have more citizen uh, legislature where they where they don't pay them that much, that still it goes results, to their heads. Yeah, it still results in people using the power in a manner that they shouldn't be. Then if it's if it's not them rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies in that case, uh, as you're saying, if it's yep. one of these uh, situations where the government people have relatively small amount of power in their hands, they'll do what they can to reward friends and punish enemies, but at the at the very least, it will attract the the people who have a vision for society yes. and who uh, who want to enforce that vision right. at the threat of violence. I mean, it can be so absurd as just to bring up another local issue, and this can be happening where you are as well. One of the issues in town right now is that a new Mexican restaurant painted itself yellow. That's one of the issues, right? This is something that is is, is up for debate because the busybodies say, oh my god, it's a yellow building. It's supposed to be, it's brick. It's supposed to be red. This is horrible. This is terrible. As though there's not enough red brick in Keene. Yeah, and, uh, and I think it looks great personally, but, you know, it's not my building, so I don't get to decide. But these are people who believe they do get to decide that because they've been elected, they now have a mandate to essentially... Ex- uh, to like their opinion counts. Right. We have to, we have to preserve the culture, Ian. It's their culture, though. It's their vision, not the vision of the individual who owns that piece of property. That individual doesn't get to have a vision unless it is completely in line with the vision of those who are in charge. And it's just awful what's happening. I thank you, Mike, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. And, of course, the eminent domain thing is tied right along with this. The city councilors have themselves a vision. And, of course, eminent domain, more often than not, is used to reward friends. Right, because they'll take that property. I don't know about more property. often than not, but I've seen way too many um, cases where it, it's it, to me it seems clear and obvious. Every time abuse. it is, every and time it is, even if it's for the government, the government hires contractors to do those government jobs. So yep. if, even if they're just going to take your house in your neighborhood and turn it into a big park, they could say, "Well, it's for the people." Well, no, it's for whoever it is that's going to tear down those houses and then rebuild the park on top of it. It's for whoever the company is that gets hired to do that. And do, so we every really time. Need a, do we really need a park in town so badly that we have to kick people out of their homes? I mean, if if it's a good idea, then... No, we need a strip mall. I can't, the, can't, the people, can't these people uh, sell their houses? Uh, you know, to, that's how it's supposed to work. Right, if it's it such a sense. great idea, if, it's, if the market is demanding a new strip mall, then the strip mall people will go and find 
find a place to put it. If yep. it's in the middle of a neighborhood, then they're going to have to pay a lot to get people to leave their houses. But if it's out on the outskirts of town, the property is going to be cheap. They're going to put it there no problem. Let the marketplace decide these things. That's the way it's supposed to be done. But because we have this system that is virtually untouchable, the politicians get away with stealing people's homes from them. And it even goes to the Supreme Court, as it did in New London, Connecticut, a few years ago, when those folks were had the courage to stick it out as the New London government goons were threatening them and trying to steal their property from them, offering them a paltry amount of money for their property and coming in there and trying to take their properties. They took it all the way to the Supreme Court, and they lost. The Supreme Court backed up eminent domain for private purposes. Eminent domain's bad enough when yeah. it's used for public Completely purposes. Completely unconstitutionally. And, you know, this was, this, is the, this was the beginning of the end for my constitutional libertarianism. When I saw that the Supreme Court could in, could interpret uh, public use as public good, because that was the difference in this, uh, what, what was it, uh, New London versus... And public good is I defined can't. as what's good for the government. Right. That's public good right. in their mind. But, but, but it's, you know, the Constitution says public use, and the public couldn't use this land when they were the government was going to give it to Pfizer as a lease, you know, was going to lease it to Pfizer. How was, how, was, how was that public use? Let's continue with your calls and talk to Michael in Kentucky. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Uh, hi, guys. How are hey, you doing tonight? on your mind tonight, Michael? Um, I just want to talk really quick about um, the entrance into becoming a physician. I, at one point before I went down this personal path of uh, government's bad and uh, regulations are the issue and the problem with all kinds of things. Uh, I really wanted to become a doctor myself, mm-hmm. but I personally, I, I don't think I want to enter into that system because of all the, I mean, the future regulations that are upon the medical system. And- I think that's a real shame, by the way. I yeah, think it that is it's a real shame. You're um, not alone. I, I don't blame you for it. There are it. doctors leaving uh, the industry right. because yeah. of regulations. The now, good I doctors. Would, I would encourage you to you know, do something to help people heal right. people, and there are other types of doctors that one can become. There's all kinds of you know, things out there where you don't have to, you don't have to do the, the hazing process the AMA right. puts people through. Well, that's the question, though, um, because I, I wonder when I'm – I'm actually planning to moving up to New Hampshire, and I'm thinking about my own activism or whatnot. And the way it's set up, you go through four years of college, four years of med school, and when you're in the med school, you have to pass to uh, uh, these tests called United States Medical Licensing Examinations. You have to pass three to become a, a licensed physician. And I'm I'm only guessing that when the market was less regulated, there was people that they just studied on their own and became doctors. And I don't know, is there some way... Bringing that back, or you know, making the market more free. Secession. It's right now. But yeah, Secession is the only answer, in my opinion. <laughs> it really. I mean, can, can you think of another way that to get rid of the AMA? I mean, you could can lobby you... in Washington D.C., create a new lobbying organization that's more powerful and more influential than the AMA. Donate billions of dollars or millions of dollars right. to the politicians and cross your fingers and yeah. hope that they vote in your favor. Right. Currently, uh, union the AMA and other unions are uh, stuck to the American people's face like that little thing in Aliens. I mean, you uh, the, the the tentacle is down their throat <laughs> in their stomach. There is no way to get it off. The only way that I I can come up with back out of the union and to essentially once that once we're gone from the union once we've had a successful secession then it's an open that's uh, an open field obviously the the doctors at that point are going to start running those in the AMA are going to start running to have some new you know New Hampshire board of regulation oh, formed that, yeah. to uh, to start creating the same rules here but that's where you have the chance to put a stop to it is right then when that happens 
Well, and is there also maybe a Mark Stevens approach of I just study and learn what I can, you know, limited of being a doctor and wanting to help people and just kind of being under the radar. Yeah, you kind of you could try being a shade tree doctor. I don't know how <laughs> uh, how effective it'll be or how many people will use your services, but who knows, man? If right. you're if you're good at what you do and you're helping people feel better and word gets around, word of mouth gets around, uh, you might have a, a bustling business if you don't get raided. Have you considered uh, right, exactly. Have you considered nursing over being a doctor? Yes, I have. Because, I mean, that uh, may be a, an easier way to go about that, doing yeah, something I mean, outside I mean, I, of the I system. I have thought about that because I'm, I'm actually not going to continue school here in Kentucky. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I met you guys at the Liberty Forum, and I'm planning on just getting a job and saving money and uh, just get myself up there to Keene <laughs> by right. after my lease is up. You know, there's a doctor of naturopathy or something like that out there. Naturopath. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Something like that, and I think that that would require far, far less of the, the licensing, and, and you might be able to do some house calls and things like that and really serve people. Thanks for the call tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. So tonight's the last night of the uh, CEI's EnjoyBottledWater.org uh, commercials that they've got going here. And uh, the CEI is the Competitive Enterprise Institute. It's a great organization. It's the organization that's uh, behind Bureaucrash. It's a uh, very free market-oriented organization. And they're trying out Free Talk Live. They want to get behind what Free Talk Live's doing. And what I want to do is I want to perform very, very well for CEI. The people that I know to call on when I need performance are my podcast listeners. I know that, uh, I, I know you guys will get out there and you'll sign petitions. So, um, I'm, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, please go sign the bottled water, uh, you know, petition at CEI. It's going to take you maybe two minutes tops to do. Go to enjoy. Excuse me. EnjoyBottledWater.org. You know, even if you don't think it's going to do anything, right? Even if you're looking at it and you're saying, oh, God, more political action, this isn't going to change anything. Even if you don't think that's the case, you should go and do it anyway because the more people that we have that will fill this out – uh, the more likely that CEI is going to come back and continue to support Free Talk Live. Right, because what they could say to themselves is, well, you know, that didn't work, and I guess we have to find another ad vineyard to, to give money to. And CEI is going to, you know, they're, <laughs> they're an organization out there that could be as good for us as SACL. Please, uh, go sign that petition. petition. What is the uh, website? It's enjoybottledwater.org. Enjoybottledwater.org. All right. <laughs> Are you tired of feeling like you can't keep up with, let alone fight, the never-ending increases in government power? How do we, in one step, eliminate all these abuses and prevent them from returning again? The answer is simple. We must control the money. If it weren't for the Federal Reserve System and the so-called income tax, our government could have never become what it is today. Elite financier Rothschild arrogantly admitted, Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. That statement says it all. If others control the money, we cannot limit government growth or power. Under our current monetary system, we are slaves to the financial elite. Take the time to learn how this corrupt system works. Purchase a copy of Dishonest Money today. Learn the system, fight it, and abolish the one scam that funds all the rest. Dishonest Money. Available at Amazon or DishonestMoney.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. 
finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop, so I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.